G'day, Mighty Destroyers, AOS Coach here on his new microphone. Thanks to the patrons and YouTube members, I upgraded to what I'm told is like the cream of the crop. Uh, it's the Shaw SMB. Uh, it's it's like it's like what I'm told Michael Jackson recorded his uh, his albums on. Like Joe Rogan has it. So now AOS Coach is at that level where Spotify is going to be giving me the millions of dollars for this back catalog. But brand new microphone. Even better, a brand new guest. I am so excited to talk about uh, Iron Jaws with my man. Um, it's not Caleb Walter. It's the other brother, which I didn't realize Scooter and Nick Walters were the same person. I heard this Scooter, this Scooter, this Scooter all the time, Martin Orlando. I hear about you all the time, but I never connected the dots. And I was watching. I, I, I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself in a second, but I want to tell a story. This is story time with Coach. I'm watching the Nova stream. So first off, Nick did really well at Nova, both at the Invitational as well as the um, the GT. And I'm watching the final. I wake up because, you know, you guys are jerks and the time frame is bad for me. I'm sleeping during round one and round two. And I'm watching this, this final of the, the live stream. And I'm watching this guy absolutely hilarious. He's, um, he's joking. He's having an absolute ball at the top table. He's just an absolute comedian. And I'm like, I'm going to talk to this guy. And it's him. It's Scooter. So welcome to the channel. You not only kick serious ass at the uh, the Invitational, which was like some of the best of the best. That was at, Caleb. Um, Caleb was there. Oh, I you, wasn't oh sorry. Oh, no, you were watching. I was watching, you know, no, I was watching you in the background. Yeah. You were in the background. And yeah. that's right. I was laughing my ass off. That's why. I, see, even though Caleb was playing, you're the one who's in my memory. Caleb sucks. <laughs> Ooh, but you did do incredibly well. So you went, uh, what, 5 and O. Oh, which got you into the knockout final and yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, welcome Scooter. Welcome to Iron Jaws. G'day. Hello. How's it going? How's it going? Yeah. Uh, fun. Iron Jaws is definitely the army for me. It's, it's, it's my bread and butter. It's all I've played at AOS and now everyone's forced me to play other armies. So we'll see how it goes, but yeah, it, Nova was definitely a blast. Five and oh, I finished first and five and oh, by the way, I was number one, Caleb, not number one, this guy, number one. <laughs> And what's absolutely hilarious is in a couple of weeks' time, I'll have Caleb coming on talking about the disciples of Zench. So, um, Zench, sorry, Zench. I, I keep getting told that Zench is the, the wrong way to say a fantasy word. But, uh, yes, the, un the uninvited, because you're so good, is probably the best way to do it. But um, how was Nova? First off, talk to me about the Nova tournament. I've never been to Nova. I hear good things about it. It's a charity event as well as a, a tournament. Yeah, Nova does lots of charity work in the area. Um, the way they they construct their their food, the way they construct almost everything, is based around the charity to make sure they can give up give back as much as possible. Uh, it's grown monumental. I was at the first. I don't even think they called it called it a Nova tournament. It was a 40k tournament in the woods. It was my first time playing 40k. I was like, I'll go. My buddy Brian went. I'm like, sure. What's 40k? And I just turned things into spawns. I ended up going like it was three and zero, oh, and then I had to play against Tony Kopech and. It didn't go very well, but that's all right. I mean, and then from there, just every tournament they had, we showed up and played. Um, the only one we didn't play in was when AOS first came and fantasy went away. I was like, I'm not gonna play games without points, but we've been to every single one since then. I've uh, I've ran the fantasy tournament for them, I've participated in it, I've been a uh, volunteer. Um, whenever you're down there, it's it's truly like a family atmosphere. All the volunteers are family members. They see you, Scooter, can you jump in? Can you help? Check for COVID bans. I'm like, I got you. It's whatever you need just to help anyone out. 
it, this year was a first time fantasy was in a completely different venue. So we had our own hotel, our own everything away from <clears throat> the muggles in 40K. So we didn't have to play with them. We got to be left alone. It was it was beautiful. The uh, the tables were spread out. The terrain was on point. No one table, in my opinion, had an advantage over another table. I've been determined where you're like, oh, I really hope I don't play on that table. This one, every table was uniformed. It was neat. The staff ran both the team tournament and the GT. Incredible. I, I, I'm i really happy with the direction Nova's going. It, it's really looking really good. So. Yeah, it's good that we got rid of that Chuck Moore who was running that really sketchy <laughs> that sketchy tournament, and we, we we got to we got to the top. We got was it James James O'Brien is yeah. running Nova? Yeah, yeah, James is. Yeah, Chuck Chuck. We uh we were playing a team tournament. Me and my little brother, and um, I don't know. I, I I don't play a lot. I only really play in tournaments. We don't play for fun with each other. My friends don't really play with each other. We don't play in tabletop simulator. We all have lives, so it's like I don't have time to play. So I made a list, and we're playing a team tournament. We're at the last table, the final tabletop table. Me and Caleb were tabling everyone. Max points. We beat our last opponent. Max points. And then Chuck walks up to me, and he goes, hey, uh, do you have an artifact on your, your character? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, it can't be rented or something. He was like, you can't have that. I go, okay. Well, I mean, he never fought. I killed everything with my pigs before I got there, but all right. He goes, we have to disqualify you. I go, okay, that's fine. It's like Caleb's like laughing. I was like, who cares, bro? I'm just here playing toy soldiers. My bad. Like, and my my opponents were like, he really never used it. And I was like, it's okay, guys. I don't care. It's like oh. Caleb was like, you cost me the tournament. I was like, you're the one who made the list, bro. I don't know the rules. Get out of here. What do you want me to do? Oh, uh, and that's probably one thing I noticed. I, I heard you say that actually on the stream. So I think shout out to was it um, Seasons of War were doing the live streaming. So yeah. shout out to those. Uh, it's it's such a insult that 40k gets like GW streams, but you know very rarely does AOS have streams, and we're the better game. Um, so. Season of War had put on that invitational, which was really cool. Then they were live streaming. So shout out to everyone who contributed to that as well. Um, before we get into the Iron Jewels chat, um, I've got to call out. Lance has asked for a wah. Can we get a wah? <laughs> so so I don't wah at all. I literally never have. When I hear people wah, you turn and go, huh. I look at my phone and go, I'm going to wah this turn. And he goes, Okay. I was like, all right. But then everything else I do is loud and boisterous and obscene. I'm like the only orc player I know that doesn't like get into the wall thing. I mean, I give you a but, like I don't do it in the game. So it's like just not a thing. I don't know. It, it's just always been a weird thing to actually walk at the table. Plus, you're playing three, four, five games in a tournament. Oh, your voice is gonna be gone by then. Yeah, you do. You lose it quickly. I'm a gits player, so we don't do wars. We we um we eat we eat little mushrooms. Um, but that's but that was a, a, an awesome war. <laughs> and I th and I think you've put your dogs in the place. Um, Scooter in the background has had two dogs playing around. I love them to death. My dog's playing playing well at the moment. He might start snoring. But um, you, you you've shown that you're the pack leader. But people didn't people didn't join the stream to to get the dogs, although they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Let's talk Iron Jaws. Let's, Let's talk Iron Jaws. Um, they are an awesome faction. I really enjoy the Orc book. And I've been recently doing a bunch of videos, funnily enough, around the other parts. Bone Splitters has been getting a lot of success lately with like the double tapping or the triple moving of um of units in, in the pregame. Um Big Wah seems to be becoming quite popular. People are kind of getting more and more. And it seems like people have forgotten about the Iron Jaws. 
The bit. humble run forward iron jaws. So talk to me about the faction. Why'd you bring it? What was that? What was the idea with Nova? Talk to me about iron jaws and why we should go with the iron jaws compared to the other parts of the book. All right. So long story condensed a lot. Um, my little brother really, really, really likes the fantasy, right? And that's what we played way back. I could talk about all that stories for days. So come on, Scooter, play AOS with me. I'm like, Caleb, I'm playing poker. I'm doing other stuff. Like, I don't know, get back into painting all these models. Like, I don't know. Finally, I'm like, the truth is I love my little brother a lot. He's a good guy. He doesn't have a lot of time. So I'm like, okay, I'll play AOS if you tell me what army charges turn one so I can get my game over quick. And he goes, he's like racking his brain. He's like, I heard about this, this one piggy army where they just go forward really quick. I go, all right, buy me that and I'll do it. So we're buying all these models. We're putting them together. It took me like three years to finally paint them all. It's the simplicity, I think. Because now that I'm playing a lot, right, you look at all these armors, like nice. Caleb's Zeech army, so technical, nice. so many rules, so many extra things. And then you look at the piggies. I have seven options seven troops to choose from with all of my heroes and all my stuff you have allies but no so i have seven choices well how do we do this well i look at the 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 wizards and i'm like okay they're not plus one to cast they're not plus one to dispel they're nothing special the spells aren't that good i'm like all right i'm not doing any magic that's pointless and you look at like you know the maneuverability of the r boys and 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 all the other foot sloggers they're so slow it's like well how do you get from point a to point b these guys are nine inches any one of them could be 18 inches at a moment's break. Your maw crusher, that's flying forward a minimum of 30 inches if you got fast in 20 inches. If you don't, if you have the armor or 24, it's flying. So I'm like, yeah, it's what I'm gonna do. So the list has evolved a lot. In the beginning, I played like a real orc. It's like, all right, pigs, 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 the maw crusher, some war chainers, go, right? And it's awesome, it's a ton of fun, but I wasn't worried about winning. I just my brother's going, I'm gonna go. Well, as we're playing, we get competitive. I'm like, well, how can I make it better? Then I found that little mushroom ally. Wait, wait, wait. Four up, I get me a command dice? Uh, he's an auto-include. So when I play against Iron Jaws play, I don't have him. In my head, I'm like, why don't you have him? Okay, I'll keep doing it. Now I found the 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 dude on foot. And I'm like, wait, this guy fights on death? All right, hold on. Do drops matter? Well, because my army is so maneuverable, and now that I know how to play, I'll have 50 drops. Make me go first. I don't care. I'll touch the objectives and your turn. I don't really care. Like, sure. So it's all evolved. I, I'm decent at defense. We're all four up saves. I'm super fast, super maneuverable. I have war chainers to increase my damage if I have to. I have two amazingly good characters in combat, one with destroyer and one with the armor. And the destroyer is good, right? The whole point we were playing because we were afraid of the gargants. Oh, you got to fight gargants. I'm like, okay, well, I just sat there and did simple math. And I'm like, oh, my unit of six pigs can kill a Gargant in one turn on the walk turn with plus one damage. Why am I taking Destroyer? And that's when everything started getting adjusted. And that's where I'm pretty set on my list of, of what I think is the optimal, I guess, like Iron Jaws list in the meta right now. Having that dude on foot, yeah, you can be sniped up by magic and shooting, but then you're not shooting my six-man pigs. So I have three extremely fast threats. I have four actual threats in my army. And the two units of three pigs, well, that's what I use during the entire tournament to take care of people's incarnates or their little thing they've hidden. A unit of three pigs walks up, I'll level your incarnate in one turn. Now you're level one. It, it happened every turn. Every turn someone had an incarnate. I'm like, all right, these things are easy. So 
I, I don't know. The, the list is is great. I've played around with Double Mall Crusher. I think you lose too many bodies. I played around with the teleport these guys over and charge them in. Well, if you fail that charge, what did you just do? You know, it's like, nah, nah. I'm going to take the guarantee. Like, a lot of it is slowing down on what I do now and, like, thinking about what my opponent's going to do next. You ought to think about who's going to go back-to-back, if they can go back-to-back and all that stuff. And you're just making onions with pigs. It's like, yeah, charge my front unit six. I have six more. I have this guy, and I have my mall crusher. What are you going to do? It's fun. I, I I thoroughly enjoy the list we're running. It, the debate for me is, do I do three to six charge, or I do plus one to hit on my war channel? And that bounces back and forth. The list I submitted to Nova isn't the list. It's the list I played, but I didn't play um uh, Super Mini or Mega. The one where you issue the command twice, it had the, on a D3 take D3 Mortal Wounds. But every person I played with knew that's what I had. The TO knew that's what I had. It's just I submitted the wrong thing. I was like, oh, well. So... And it's you just, still do, and you still did incredibly well. Oh, it was great! It was fun. Well, a lot to unpack there. First off, uh, <laughs> your dogs are going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they fight all day. It's whatever. <laughs> Would it be a destruction chat if there wasn't fighting in the background? Oh no. my gosh. No. So, for, so first off, I think there's a lot of simplicity. And wh- why? what attracts me to Iron Jaws, I don't play Iron Jaws because I've got Gits and I've also got Suns. Um, if Suns never existed, I think I would definitely do Iron Jaws. But there's a simplicity to running an army that doesn't have a lot of technical elements, right? Because when I play Gits, I play um, a very magic-heavy, wizard-focused army, right? A lot of shamans, a lot of, you know, a lot of, like, tricks and things like that. And by the third game at a tournament, you're brain drained. Oh. You know, you feel that with Lumineth, you feel that with, with Zench um, or Zinch, you feel that with certain types of armies. But when you play with like Iron Jaws or Suns, it's very liberating. You put it down, don't have to worry about deep striking, don't worry about reserves or summoning or heavy magic or heavy this, heavy that. It's just, I do something and I do something really well. Yeah. Is that dog mauling someone in the background? No, no just they, the other they, dog. They just literally the other wrestle dog. each other all day. Hey, Zeus, I'm talking to the world. Can you calm down? Thank you. Yeah, you said the loud mouth is the But when it comes to the Iron Jaws, like, you're right. Like, it is liberating. Some people would look at the book like, look, it's pretty restrictive. I've only got less than 10 units to choose from. Mm. You know, that doesn't give me a lot of flexibility. But as someone who's currently playing Stormcast at the moment, I've got 80 choices. Bro. I've and got you so can... many choices. And that's not even talking about like my allies. Like, yeah, I've got dude, it's so much. It's, it's, too, it, it's honestly, and it's, in my opinion, it's way too much. I don't understand why Games Workshop does some of the stuff they do. Like, why does, you know, Lumineth have so many options? Why? I don't understand why the space, I call them space rings. Why they have, why Stormcats have so many options. It doesn't make any sense. In some, it's just little things like, oh, I'm only plus four to hit, or I'll hit on a four up, not a three up. So I'm 10 points cheaper. I'm like, what is this? Like, it's too many choices. I, I think a lot gets like lost when you play them. You know, because there's always going to be those four units that are the best. So it's like, you're not accomplishing anything by giving someone 60 options. Like, it is a lot. It, it is a lot. But for you, it's, it's very interesting because like, well, 
I can build a list that I want to build. I, I lean into the restrictions and I don't go through analysis paralysis, right? Because when I'm tweaking my Stormcast list at the moment, I go, right, well, I need some mortal wounds at the moment. So one of the transitions I've had recently is like, because of the emergence of Nighthaunt, I've gone, I need some mortal wounds. I don't have enough mortal wounds and I can't break up the castle with like the Cruciator and the uh, Hex Raids and the um, the Spirit Host. Oh. I have got no tools. So I need mortal wounds. So that leads me into um, it leads me into annihilators. But then to get the most out of annihilators, I need to get a Lord Imperitant. If I take a Lord Imperitant, then I it's like all of a sudden I just go down this trap and I'm constantly kind of changing my list. But with you, it's like cool. I I do something. I do something really well, and I adapt to the play style. And I I can get bodies through like my Ard Boys and my Brutes. I can get some speed through my Piggies and my uh, More Crusher. Um, I do have some magic. I have got a good ally pool, but what I do, I do probably the best in the business. I, I honestly think, I think it's the best combat army in the game. I personally think that there's other units that are better. Sure. Like this unit is better than that, but it's like, okay, but as a whole, my army, I think combat wise really sticks you in, sticks you in good and being blood tooth, the whole, it's so maneuverable. Even after you fight is the thing that I really like. It's like, Oh no, we're not done yet. Like, so you talk about tricks. The the funny thing about me in the game, I lose a lot of my games because I tell people how to beat me. And I go, I go, yeah, so this guy right here is my trick. Just so you know, I don't even know the tricks, but he'll fight on death with Destroyer. And they're just like, okay. I was like, so if you kill him with shooting or magic, you don't have to worry about that. Okay. I'm like, all right, let's play. It's like, because I don't, I, I don't know. I hate the gotcha game. Like, so many, the thing that makes 40K bad, one is this. Like, what are you doing, dude? Smile. You're playing toy soldiers. And then they all do the gotcha stuff. Like, they won't tell you what they're going to do. And it's like, oh, come on. Like, really? We're okay. Like, I don't know. I like to have fun. I feel in AOS, a lot more people are more willing to tell you, hey, this is what my army does. This is what I'm going to try to do. And it's like, cool. Like, I'm going to try to stop you from doing that and do what I need to do. Yeah, I just like the community way more. And with Iron Jaws, it's very straightforward. Like you said, I'm going to come down and smash you. But what I've learned is, I don't have to send the whole army down to smash you. Maybe two things. It's getting good though. One thing I do want to ask you about, because I, I know as a Suns player, I have the same problem. Oh. And... Sorry. <laughs> One thing, there was a turkey comp. If anyone listening to the podcast, that completely random. We got a turkey chat. This, this is hilarious. This is exactly what I expected. Uh, this is going to be completely random coach. And I'm going to try to keep like bringing you back. One one thing that I know from being a Suns player, and Iron Jaws has the same problem, is when do I pull the trigger? Do I go fast in turn one? Do I hold back till turn two, turn three? Do I share some of my army and not all of it? Or do I overwhelm you in one go? And I know as a very heavily melee-focused army, being Suns and being Gargants, it's so being Iron Jaws and being Suns, that, that takes time and experience, but it's also like, just because I can turn one charge you, does it mean that I should? Where do you stand when it comes to pulling the trigger? Do you go all in? Do you uh, wait for certain times and go for like that turn one to turn two, hopefully a double turn? What's your thinking? Obviously, army battle plan dependent. So in Nova, right? So you can tell I'm kind of silly and goofy and, and I do all my stuff. I told my little brother, I would try, I got, I'm going to try to play Caleb. I'm, I'm going to slow down, be smart, think about my moves. Like I'm not going to just do stupid stuff. And he goes, all right, all right. Um, it really is about the mission and about the army I'm playing against. 
So for instance, right, like a lot of people are like, oh, do this or do this when you're playing against Caleb. And I'm like, well, there's one objective. I can't hold it. He's going to make me go. It's going to be proving grounds. I can't do anything about it. If I wait, the problem is Caleb's army is 2,750 points. Caleb, by the way, Caleb White, uh, the brother who you played at the top table at the end of the Nova GT, is uh, is Zench or Zinch. Yes. Um, so. So he's just summoning nonstop blue horse over and over and over. Here they are. Here they are. And if you don't get into them and, and deal with that stuff, you're just going to be overran. Noah's another one who I who I played um, round round seven. Beast awesome of chaos. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. He's another one. If I sit back and do nothing, eventually he's going to have five cockatrices on the board, a bunch of gores everywhere. And then what I, you can't do anything. So it depends on the army you're playing against, in my opinion. So against them, you have to go, you, you've got to be relentless. You got to hope for the lucky turns. You got to hope for the good pylons. You got to hope for that stuff. Right now, if you're playing against a Gargant player or witch elves or you know even lumineth like you can kind of stay back let the game develop figure out where you can go maybe you send one unit three in to kill all the screens you know you can pick and choose it's all about the types of armies you play if someone leaves reserves off the board i'm charging your army with my entire army as soon as possible if you're going to give me 1500 versus 2000 i'm going to charge with my 2000 and bring you down to 750 800 points and go okay bring your stuff down now because it's all about like those threats like in the other one is the goading people. I, I I try to goad people a lot. Like, I'll give you a nice unit six or my little guy. I'm like, yeah, come on. You take the first turn. Come on in and kill them. Because if they're going to put forward a majority of their army, I'm going to now surround you. So it's all, in my opinion, the types of army you're playing and the mission. In this game, there's two or three missions that Iron Jaws and, like you said, Sons are not good at. Like, that's the primary objective. Um, you can't get it. Um your turn and you're like well i'm scoring zero points except for you know a battle tactic so it's all about in my opinion the mission and who you're playing against like what army not the person you know because everyone can be good they played against a lot of good players so anyone can figure it out yeah and, and one thing that really works in your favor is you've got high movement and things like the mighty destroyers and we'll get to the rules and we'll get to um to scooter's list um as we go through the video but one of the things that you've got is you've got the ability yes you're often elite with your model count but you have the movement and the durability so you can put two piggies on either flanks of the board and with the speed you know one tag objectives and then kind of pincer in pull down a flank and most armies don't have the speed to kind of like, okay, if you bring the battle over here, it takes me one or two or even three turns to get there. And then you got the speed to get out and kind of like pull somebody apart, which is one of the strengths. Or if you need to collapse, let's say a castle, you have so much offense that you just don't send one unit of piggies in. You can send a whole bunch of force. And that's been a lot of my success with sons. I never run one Gargant into a unit. I always kind of run them as tag teams. And you just, with overwhelming force, collapse them and you make them retrain their strategy because like, they don't have the tools to pull down 35 yeah. wounds, let alone 70. It's same as you. You've got a lot of wound density um, and a lot of toughness. Yeah. What was that, what's that phrase they say? Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Everyone got a plan until six pigs walk up and go, hey, you don't have a middle of the board anymore. It's like your third 
Speaking of Nova, what were you as a Angels player worried, not worried about, but like when you were building your list, what were you trying to build your, what were you, what were you expecting in the meta? Like, are you seeing um, what Nighthorn no, daughters? Like, what are you seeing and what are you expecting to play? Nighthorn and, and daughters are two of my better matchups because we were talking about overwhelming force. Um, I have so many attacks that you can kind of chew through Nighthorn. It's like, okay, make me minus one damage, take 36 saves, you know, so you can kind of pick them up. For me, I can pick them up pretty well. I'm sure there's a list out there that counters my list, and that's fine. Like, I'll figure that out when I see it. Um, the summoning Nurgle, Nurgle being able to summon more stuff, stop me from piling in. That That's a terrifying, that's a terrifying thing for me to deal with. Um, obviously, not, not to help him, but Caleb and being able to summon so much extra stuff in front of me and be able to control the board. Stuff that can control the board better than I can is what hurts. Um, I would say purple sun, but it's an it's it's a really really good spell that if you roll a one, congratulations. Like I never worry about it. I just go um, shooting armies. I don't ever worry about because I'm going to end up charging, get into your meat, and, and killing you. Um, I never worry about corn. It's really probably Nurgle and things that can control the board well. Stuff that makes me stop stop from charging or piling in is what really hurts my army the most. Because if I can't pile in, I can't get to positions. You know, I can't get into you. So probably that, yeah. Yeah. Well, do, do you like being? I probably, I probably know already the answer, but you obviously like to charge, right? Mm -hmm. So, so one of the things that probably would charge you would be Suns and even um, even Ogre More Tribes, right? If we go Beast Claw Raiders, they got a new book coming, so we might see more Stone Horns and Thunder Tusks. Yeah. That's that's a little bit of a hard counter because you're both charging and. Like say, Suns does mortal wounds on the charge. Um, so does Beast, Beast Claw Raiders. Raiders. We we didn't see a lot of them in, in for some reason in the meta here. We have a couple people play them. Um, they're really good, but with the units of three pigs, I can screen off my meat really well. Um, Kragnos is awesome. He's a very good model, and sometimes you whiff when you go to hit him. But I've never had a problem killing him. Um, you do the whole bait thing that people do, where like you pick, I'm gonna desecrate your land, so they don't think. Let me, you know, best day ever, my Kragnos. And I charge into you, yell at you, and kill you. I'm like, all right, you have no Kragnos. Come over here with your incarnate now. I'll deal with him in a second. So it, it's like taking pieces out of someone's stuff. Beast Claw Race have charged me and done some damage to my stuff. Rerollable armor save is, is pretty disgusting to deal with. And that's why, like, Suns, best day ever, rerollable armor save. And I'm like, oh, like, if, if I'm not on the wog turn, having a five-up rerollable, I just think of the old you know, whores, the old demon days where you just had that re-rollable ward. It was so hard to deal with that stuff. So well, and those, it, There's a new book coming, so... Uh, who, I, who, I who, can't who, wait. It's in my realm. Destruction, baby. That's what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying you know, anything. I'm not saying anything. Come on. Uh, couple, a couple of things you called out. First off, Purple Sun got changed the last couple of days. Mm -hmm. uh, as an Iron Jaws player... Uh, is it better? Is it worse? Are you more concerned about it? Less concerned about it? Um, I mean, less obviously less concerned because I can't kill my Maul Crusher in one turn. Um, but I mean, other than that, it's I, I love the people. We everyone's in chat groups, right? I love the ones who are like, "Oh, it's terrible." No, not not takeable. I was like, "Yeah, I went up twenty points. Um, it's amazing. It blocks off so much of the board. Just physically blocks off so much board. Minus once your armor save, like." If you thought Purple Sun was the best because someone will randomly roll a one on your big guy, you really have some stuff you got to work on, like emotionally, if you're that afraid of a one. Has it rolled a one on my Maul Crusher? Yes. Has it done it more than once? 
No, but it happens. So everyone's all worried about this thing. I think it's incredible. Minus one armor save for shooting armies, for night hunt, for, for anything that can cast a lot of endless spells that go, I'm going to jam up the middle of the board. You're not coming this way. Is I think people use the spells wrong too. Like they use them so aggressively to go out and get you. It's like, I'm just going to put it in front of you here and here. You can hit me with one guy if you want. Come on in. Yeah, I'd use them defensively and just smile. And it's, I mean, I don't I love the ones who are saying it's fixed. It's fixed in terms of it can't kill a mall crusher in one turn. Sure. But it still can kill everything else in one turn. So I mean, I mean D6 plus six mortal wounds so is good. potentially 12, you know, like <laughs> seven, seven to twelve mortal wounds. So like so that'll good. that'll take you at least a half um if it happens. So I agree with you hundred percent with the minus one. That was why when I took it, I took it with daughters, I've taken it with Stormcast. I was going for the minus one. And the 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 slain on a one is just bonus. It's just cream on the top. Yeah. But it was never I, something that I was pu purely relying for. I will say I do like that they lowered it to one inch because it, it it allows the person playing against it to play against it. Before, like it was almost like I can't really play against this thing. It's going to touch me if it touches me. Now it's like all right, I'm going to put some stuff in front, leave my guy just slightly behind. I can play against it. It's still going to be minus one of your armor save, and that's I think what the core of it is. Just a yeah. smile. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot easier to play around. The other thing I wanted to talk about is um, we're recording, obviously, in the middle of GVH22 Part 1. So um, with GVs and bounty hunters and mm. all these things that are happening, how does Iron Jaws stand out at the moment when it comes to, let's say, the GV meta? Are you bounty huntering? Are you going expert conquerors because you've got lack of bodies? Are you finding um, the bonds of battle for the extra rank of fighting you know, more enticing for your brutes and your um your odd boys and things like that. Like, what is what does this GB mean to Iron Jaws? I'm definitely plus one damage the whole way. I'm I'm um bounty hunters the whole way. I have uh, unit six, two units of six, and unit three. They're just devastating. Now I keep hearing people say things like, "Oh, well, this is a super tanky, you know, expert conquer unit that's hard to kill." I've yet to see that unit. Uh, here's my 20 block of, of uh, Plague Bears that have three wounds each. Okay, well, here's 46 attacks at three damage each. Pick, pick them up. Like, I don't, like, but that's my army. Now, in the meta, Expert Conquerors is awesome because not everything's doing three damage. Not everything's going to be Ren 3. So, like, I think it's very good. But for me, like, we talked about the simplicity of my army. I don't have to worry about that stuff. Like, nothing expert conquerors i can't think of a unit that they can put in front of me that i'm not just gonna hide i'll charge it i get off my objective like i just can't I, you know all humbleness aside it's ren three is too much and what what is it three 18 22 attacks upstairs and another 24 attacks downstairs i can hit on twos and wound on twos because my point values are so low I, i'm gonna pick your unit up now <laughs> it's like it's just good it's good and, and oh extra damage thank you games workshop piggies needed more do, do you find that you need it though because no. because because and this is why i asked you the question because i'm i'm playing around with a list so last tournament list i took had um bounty hunters i've actually dropped it completely to go expert conquerors obviously i'm in stormcast so it's a little bit different i'm playing around with the two but one of the reasons i'm playing around with it is because it seems like at the midway point 
people are trying to pull back their GVs as much as possible. Now, yes, some armies, you can't do that. But for a lot of people, they're looking for their battle line options that are not GVs. They're going for cavalry. They're going for, um, you know, multi-wounds. They're looking, you know, more than four wounds. They're looking mm. for ways to get out of the GV because the benefits are not as great as, uh, the, you know, the, the, two, the two or three battle tactics and the proving grounds. You can work around it. You can I will say though, some of these objectives, it'd be really nice. I've toyed with the idea of taking out one unit of three pigs to put in just one brute unit or an arm boys unit, just so I can touch the objective. And that was gonna be my question was going to be, um, yes, I know your 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 style is much more piggies, but do you think as an Iron Jaws player holistically, it's worth considering brutes, um, yeah. ard boys, your your traditional troop bot options? either in Bounty Hunters or even is Expert Conqueror's got some play? I, I definitely think Expert Conqueror's has some play. Um, it, it's just a matter of, like, do I drop two units of three to have two units of six pigs and then two units of, you know, five brutes, make them Expert Conquerors, make, you know, I'm definitely messing around with it because I did notice there's several missions that get kind of dicey if I don't have a GV unit where I'm just going to be down two points right away. And it's like, uh, just being down points you lose a lot of leverage throughout the game. Now, can you claw back? Of course you can claw back, but why if you don't have to? You know, like, I, I'm definitely toying with it. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's looking like more and more, maybe I'll try it out and see if I like it. I think I have to. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's just some thinking, right? And that's kind of why I'm testing it. Because because one of the things that I've done is I've pulled one of my battle line options from, because Stormcast got so much GV, right? But I've gone, well, I'm going to add some Forminators into my list. So they're not GVs. I'm not giving away um, some of the battles where I give away bonus GVs yeah. if they're on an objective and they die. And I'm like, well, I want to give away as much, but I still want to have some things for the proving grounds. And there's a couple of good battle tactics where like if a GV kills a GV, yes. I've got some shooters to do that. Um, so it's some utility, but I don't want to go all in on GVs and I don't want to go all in without having GVs. So I just wanted to have your thoughts on I, um, as an iJaws player, pros and cons, you know, going all pigs versus having some flex. Yeah. I will say, like, all pigs makes your playstyle a lot more simple to deal with and to figure out. But as I played, I, I watched one of your podcasts. Um, I wish I remembered his name, but he, he was playing Big Walk. And it immediately made me go, I wonder what's in the Big Walk. Because last time I looked, I was like, ah, it's too much crap. I'm not going to deal with it. But the more I think about it, it's like, I can get the, the best of, like, all three worlds in one army. And I'm like, does this have legs? Like, and what I will say about Big Walk is kind of what he said. He, he mentioned, I really wish I remember his name, but he mentioned, like, they're a turn three, turn four army when your point values are up high and you have all the stuff you need. And now he can go in and charge. I think he is correct. But the problem is, what do you do against those armies that summon? Because you're going to go in with 2,000 points against someone at that point who probably has 2,500 points. And Games Workshop's pretty smart with their point values. It's not like, you know... That's 500 more points. He got a quarter more of an army than you have. Like, what you going to do? I do think there's legs, and I think I'm going to stay in destruction. I mentioned maybe trying vampires or whatever they're called now, but I think I'm going to, yeah, I think I'm staying oh, in destruction. Soul Blight, so, so who cares? Like, yeah, who cares? Every time I played on my smile, I have 50 wolves. That's great. I got five pigs. Watch what they do to your 50 wolves. Like, ooh. But but by the way, talking talk about shooting myself in the foot tomorrow. This time I'll be doing Soul Black Grave Lord discussion. So I'll be talking to Chris Johnson. Ask Chris what he does with six pigs charges. 
I will. By the way, that that big watch chat was Aaron who, um, Aaron. who, who, yeah, so absolutely killed it. Entertaining so. to watch. He did a great job. I was like, he's the one who made me literally go. Let me read this. What does this do? But but you raise a good point, and I'm going to bring up the rules literally in a second. But one of the things, um, as an an orc player or an auric player, is that you if you do find yourself in a position where you're like, look, I love my iron jaw so much, but I just need some shooting. I need some mortal wounds. I need some shooting. I need something that um will help me handle something in the meta. Um, you've got access to the big war where you can take literally your whole army and just take that small unit of, I don't know, cruel boy, bolt boys with a shaman, get you that five up uh, mortal wounds and the rest of them can be still piggies, right? So there's a lot of flex, um, which then kind of leads me into, well, talk to me about how you think about the rules, right? I'm an Iron Jaws player. I've committed to Iron Jaws. When you look at, let's say, the three sub-factions, your war clans, do you prefer Iron Suns, Bloodtooth, Choppers? Um, are all three of them good in the meta at the moment? What's your I, what's your thinking at the moment? At the moment, Choppers are out. They're just out. There's too many armies that are maneuverable. There's too much magic. There's too much shooting. They can kill your 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 one war channel. They can deal with your stuff. There's things that block off the board, so your four-inch movement models aren't really going to get to where you need to get to. I feel the Choppers out. I'm not saying there's not a list out there that can do the Lord's work. It's not for me. Can, can I just can I can I just say though? Can I just yeah. say though, when Games Workshop told us about this infantry meta, mm. uh, I use quotation marks. That would have been a perfect world for the choppers. 100%. If 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 what they wanted was achievable, because the choppers is focused on um, ard boys and brutes, mm -hmm. and it actually encouraged you to run a lot of infantry. Yeah, the choppers is awesome. Amazing. But the world that they promised and the world that happened, not the same. Yeah. So it's almost like we all thought. Pause. Yeah. We all thought, oh, it's going infantry, big blocks. I was like, oh, that's so cool. I got to buy a whole bunch of models to keep playing iron. And then they came out and I was like, this changes nothing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So we, so we, so the chop, choppers hold for a little bit. Yes, there's some play, but probably not as strong as it could be right now, unless bounty hunters changed and maybe the the mid handbook update will happen. What about the other two? You got Iron Suns and Bloodtooth. Are they All both? Right. Are they both good? Both are very. I think both are very good. Um, um, Iron Suns, in my mind, are really good because it's it's ultimate board control. You put your stuff out there. You're chilling. Here's your army. You charge what you're going to charge. It's all well and good. And then they take their turn. And now my opponent goes, okay, I got to kill that. I got to kill that. All right. They go and attack it. And then you're like, I'm Iron Suns. I can charge you in your turn. And then they stare at you. And you charge them in their turn. You're like, you can't. When you're playing Iron Suns, in my opinion, your opponent doesn't get a pick and choose what he kills unless you put it off on an island by itself. If you decide to take your Maw Crusher and it's over there by itself, yeah, they're going to kill it. You, Why'd you do that? But if everything's like a semi-close meatball walking around, they can't choose what they're going to kill anymore because you're going to charge them during their turn. And now it's your whole army versus their army. So I think Iron Suns are very good. And where that becomes important, I just want to make sure I connect the dots for the folks at home, is with a, there's, there's a lot of reason this is good. But, I, you know, the first example that comes to mind is any of the battle tactics where it's like pick a unit and do something to it. Like pick a unit and kill it or get your general to kill another hero or something like that, right? Because you can then go, cool, well, you've picked this as your battle tactic. I'm going to charge you with something that's not um, the unit that you've picked. And you've just completely denied the battle tactic. So all of a sudden... 
you've lost two, maybe even three yep. um, battle tactics, and that's just per battle tactic. Yep. So, and let alone, let alone, you know, the fact that they might have buffed up a hero or something to go kill it, right? The, you know, Mystic Shield, or Finest Hour, they've done all these buffs to it. You charge it with some crap. Um, yeah, you chaff. sacrifice you sacrifice your chaff, but in turn, you've kept the, you know your most important critical pieces at play, or you kept something on the objective. Yeah, and the reason I settled with Blood Tooth is it's the player, the player's army you're playing against. So I can move forward in this heavy incarnate world. You're going first, Scooter. Oh, okay. So you play, and then all of a sudden they take their turn. Their incarnate's right next to you. It, it attacked whatever it attacked, and it's my turn. I can now kill stuff around the incarnate, and at the end, charge the incarnate at the end of my turn. Do mortal wounds to it. It's not going to do anything, but I choose where that thing goes. I get to choose where your army starts to go, unless you want to flee and not fight. You know, it also, you can tag a unit and then run away and get back on objective. You can tow the line to stop someone from, you know, getting onto that objective. You can, it just makes your army infinitely more maneuverable. Some of these missions... I'm going to rally back on a five up. I hit your unit. You hit me back. Your unit dies. I retreat within 18 inches of my guy and I rally. I'm on a five up. It's like, oh, you killed three of my guys. I bring one back. You know, is lots of maneuverability with blood tooth and is definitely the piggies, you know, the piggies unit. So what I was thinking toying with is do I go back to iron sons? If I take out the two, three man squads and put two, two brute squads in, do I then go back to iron sons? Cause they'll be running down the field. I'm going to try to charge you during your turn with them. So it's toying with stuff, but right now blood tooth is definitely what I use when I'm playing the piggies. Too much. Yeah, I look, I love both iron sons and blood tooths um, for the pure reason. So for anyone who doesn't have the rule book uh, in front of them, the blood tooth at the end of the combat phase, your gore grunters specifically, no other troops um, that have fought within three inches uh, of an enemy can make a pile in move. So there's an extra three inch pile in uh, you can't fight uh, in the pile in. It's only just, the, it's only the move. Yeah. Um, and if they fought, but there's no models because you've obviously removed them. Um, you then can make a free normal move um, or attempt to charge. Um, it doesn't allow you to fight again, but it does allow you to advance up the board. As you mentioned, uh, get more bodies onto an objective or to actually get onto an objective to slingshot yourself. Um, it could get you within a buff range. It could prepare you for a rally in the next hero phase. Um whatever there's so much flexibility that uh, if you're going to go yeah if you're going gore grunters blood tooth i love them um uh, but equally yeah iron sons uh being able to counter charge really messes up players uh, this is so good it's so much fun too because and you tell them right because everyone should be nice and this is what army does and then throughout the game you're like uh before you charge you know i'm iron sons i can charge you and they just look at you oh that's right I don't want to get you. I don't need no gotcha game. I'm telling you what I do. That way you make the correct decision. But Talk to me about Mighty Destroyers. So t Mighty Destroyers has three three versions, I guess. So if you are within three inches of an enemy, if you're, is it outside of 12? And outside if you're 12. Within, and then if you're within 12, there's three different things, right? Um, what... Who are, who are good uses of Mighty Destroyers and right. what's a good situation to use it? Is it just because I think a lot of people, when I see them, they just want to always go for the charge. Yeah, it's 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 not. It's fun because like in the game, a lot of times 
your opponent's choosing for you. Because now I'm so many drops. I'm not a two drop anymore. So I'm so many drops that a lot of times they pick. And they'll put themselves within 12 minutes. Like, cool, I can't mind these stories now. You take that off the bet. Or am I going to charge you now? So a lot of times, depending on how far away they are from you, if they, if they move close enough, you might destroy as a charge so they can't redeploy to kill a unit to then, like we talked about, slingshot onto an objective. It's like, sure, go for it. One of the cheeky things that I have never done, and I want to do it so bad, um, I've never played against a rude person yet, right? And I'm waiting to play against that rude person so I could do it because I'm like, ah, you're rude, I got you. You take your fasting. And you poof with the whatever you might destroy is in a stone, so you charge them during the hero phase, and then during the movement phase, you you retreat out, but you're within three inches of something you want to attack. I declared a charge, so now since I declared a charge, I get a pile in. You didn't redeploy. I'm gonna get you now. I'm waiting to play against a jerk, but there's no jerk, so like I can't do that to you. You're too nice, so I've never done it. <laughs> like man, I don't know. all right. I want, I want to break this down a little bit because this right. is kind of where the most tactics in Iron Jaws actually happens. This is, this is the this is the most tactical you're going to get. That's as far as we go. So so some of the ways that I love it and I think about it, but I also, as an opponent, try to counter it, right? So when an Iron Jaws unit is outside of 12 inches of the enemy, it gets to move. Mm. So it's a great way to, as oh. you mentioned, stop stop redeploy because it's happening in the hero phase. You can't redeploy in the hero phase. So it's going to advance your bodies up the board. It's going to, there's a lot of different things, right? Yep. If you're able to land the charge and if you're within 12 inches, um, it does allow you to charge and avoid unleash hell. Mm -hmm. It could also, that. pardon? You don't have to worry about that at all. Luminous. What what else does it do? What else can you think about other it, than the obvious? It throws... So the three-man units or whatever you're using, our boys or brutes, whatever you want to use, it allows you to get a lot more board control. It allows you to shoot your smaller units all over the place. The one big thing that I noticed, because I've gotten better, is it allows me to take my war chainers and move them up. Your war chainers are actually key. A lot of, a lot of Iron Jaws players, they, they worry about the pigs going, the maw crusher going... I'm like, how do I get my war chainer within 12 inches so I can be plus one to hit that guy with all of my stuff? I need my mega boss on foot to be up there. I need to move him up, right? It, it's not if, – if if your piggy army can go forward and charge their entire army and kill it, you've already won. Most of the time, that's not the case anymore. You throw your maw crusher and a unit of six pigs. So what's the third option? To me, it's almost every time – one of my little war chainers running up the field with me. And then he's running to catch up just to do his ability. That way I'm a little bit stronger or for a future turn for, for that turn two, I need my war chainer closer to give me the bonus of plus one damage. A lot of people are like, they take their units and throw them away from their guys. Yeah. You're strong for one turn, but what do you do the next turn? Like my guys are right there ready to give it to me. Um, it also makes you infinitely more maneuverable in in the terms of when they go to block you and stop your mighty stories. I love it when they do it. it. It makes me smile. I'm like, all right, my goal was to charge you anyway. So you're just giving me a unit. I'll take the unit because most of the time people will throw one up and nothing behind it. Like it's just, a, you're just stopping my stories for one turn. And I'm still going to go grab these objectives with these pigs. All right, cool. I'll, I'll attack that unit instead. Well, let's roll for next turn. Let's see who gets the next turn. So it, it almost, 
it just makes you infinitely more maneuverable. The the piling in is great. I almost never use it to, to for piling in. I'm I'm more worried about getting to other objectives. Um, you also have to do tricks, right? Like, all right, I'm gonna fasten back 12 just so my mega boss can my destroyers over there. Once you get there, that can my destroyers, and it's it's fun. It, my destroyers definitely is the linchpin, in my opinion, of of the Iron Jaws book. It makes them what they are. It makes them the combat unit that you want them to be. I'm dictating combat. I'm dictating charges. So that's that's why I like it. And that's why I wanted to pause on it because uh, what you use Mighty Destroyers on as well is such a um, it's such a mind game, right? Because um, most people uh, are, are concerned about the charge. But if you if you play your movement game smart and anticipate potentially mighty destroyers, you can make those charges eleven and twelve inches. You can make it really tough for them, and then they go, "Well, I'm not going to charge with those buffed up piggies or your more crusher or whatever the combat monster might be." But what you called out, and I'm glad you called it out, is because it's a trend that I've seen since first edition, where if you go these double crusher or even you know single more crusher um, and piggies. Uh, you you easily get out of range of your um your war chanters and any of your buff pieces right um back in the day in first edition there was this thing called the um wasn't i'm spell portal the um the oh, what was it the vortex the there was a vortex oh. now there was a stu the stupid vortex yeah, that yeah, allowed yeah, you yeah, to yeah. extend the range of your things and that's no longer there so it's like you, you raise a good point is do i just buff up my troops for one turn and then i'm out of range or am I, how do I get my war chanters and things like that continuing to be in range? And what you just said, using mighty destroyers to increase the movement, um, really good shout. Really it's four good inches. Shout. I mean, you're going eight inches plus a run. You need to be close. Yeah. My first opponent taught me something. He was the bomb, bro. <laughs> it was fun. And Martin Ma Ma say Martin Orlando in the chat saying one of the reasons he takes the law seeker is because of the mighty destroyer counter. Martin, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> Leave my pigs alone. It's a it's a good it's a really good rule. It's a really yep. good rule. I think there's a lot of flexibility and maneuverability. I think um, the the long bomb charges are a low low value play. Um, I've got better uses for my CP um, mm. compared to the long bomb charge. I think movement is a, and then you obviously get to move and some other things as yep. well. So control uh, control over the board. It's huge. What about the war? Like when is because oh. you got this you got this once per game war that you get to call down, right? And that allows you to add one to the charge rolls and improve the rend characteristic of melee weapons by one. Is this something that you use early? Is this something where you're setting yourself up for multiple charges? What's what's the thinking here of when when you pull down the war? For me, it's always what turn is going to be more most advantageous, right? But you have to keep in mind as a combat army, they also have a turn. So you may think, you know, I can do this turn two. But if they go before you in turn two and take out, say, half of two of your units of six, oh, I just lost a lot of punching power there. So do I have to pop it off turn one to kill maybe a good piece and their whole front line? Or do I save it? It's for me, it's. It's based off the army I'm going to play. When I'm playing against, um, like, Daughters, for instance, if I can charge a unit of 15 and 10 snakes with one unit of six pigs, I'll declare the log that turn and have six pigs kill all their snakes, right? And it's just like, let's let's just go. The problem is Marathi's still smiling at you. Like, I'm going to kill you now. You're like, yeah, yes, you are. It's okay. 
So it, it's all about the army. The thing I like most about it, or the thing I think is the cheekiest about it, is that plus one to charge and blood tubes. After I hit you and I wipe out unit, I'm plus one to charge if I declare another charge. So you're more likely to get the, yeah, those longer charges in to do more impact hits, to do more stuff. The Ren is always good, you know, but the truth is I'm already Ren 2. So Ren 3 is just a lot. It, it turns, you know, suns into paper. You know, it turns uh, uh, chaos into paper. It turns almost everything. I mean, almost everything gets turned to paper at Ren 3. Now, yeah, you take your six up and have fun. Um, it The plus one Ren, by far, it's the best wog of all three of them. Well, I mean, I can't say that. Uh, a savage works. That one turn of four board save is a beautiful thing to have. I can't pick which one's better. <laughs> it's one of the two is better. What I'm hearing is either earlier is better for the war. So I whether so. it's whether it's turn one, um, if I was taking the top of turn one, probably not. If I was at the bottom of turn one, yeah, I would consider yeah. it. Yeah. Turn two, definitely. obviously, you, you definitely. I, I wouldn't want to use it any later than turn two. But I think what you mentioned is key is making sure you try not to lose those critical pieces because you've held it back too long. And yeah, they've charged you because you lose the priority role going into turn two. The only time I notice I hold it for much later is against armies that don't have a high armor save. And, and it happens like some Nurgle stuff. It's like I almost never use it until I'm fighting the big Papa Nurgle or whatever their big main pieces. It's like I'm already run two. I'm eating through your armor. You can all out defense and have a six up if you want. You know, but most armies, they'll have something there that's that's a four up armor save. And it's like, you know what? Now's the time to do it. Kill their threats. But you're 100%. Bottom of turn one, I'm using it right away. If you give me a really juicy turn one where, like, a lot of your stuff is there, I'll use it turn one at top and attempt to kill most of your army as soon as possible. Yeah, obviously, this is with a piggy mindset. If you're taking, you know, something more like the choppers and you've got a lot yeah. of ard boys and brutes, then yeah, turn two to turn three is probably yes. when you call down the war. But if you're in this fast speed uh, piggy, and again, depending on how much distance is between you and your opponent in the battle plan, and, you know, did they deploy on the line or did they deploy back? Yeah, um, yeah turn one, turn two, maybe turn three. But uh, the sooner you've got your buffs on, the sooner you. Um, you can get into combat, and then as you've called out, the blood tooths with the additional move or charge. Um, that's that's a really good combination that you 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 yeah. called out. What about smashing and bashing? Now, this is something that to me, this is what gets me. This this is the rule that would get me to play Iron Jaws. It's this one rule: smashing and bashing. If Gargans have this, this would be like my perfect army. Oh. It would be the perfect oh. army. Smashing and bashing is is dear to my heart because in the combat phase after the Iron Jaws have fought, um, you can pick one friendly Iron Jaws that hasn't fought within three and it fights immediately. So you're getting two for one. I do not talk bad about Games Workshop, but the one mistake they made is changing Smash and Bashing from what it was to what it is now, in my opinion. They took something that was really, really good. Hey, the next closest Iron Jaws unit gets to fight if you kill the whole unit. And if they kill that unit, the next one gets to. It was already super good. And they changed it to this unit fights, and if they win, you can pick a unit on the moon, and they now get a fight. And if they fight or win, you can go to Mars and fight over there. You don't have to worry about distance or strategy or anything. I'm like, they made it very good. It's like, oh, you killed something? 
fight again. And because you're pigs, you have so much damage output. Oh, is that a little character bridging this? I'll kill him real quick with these two guys. Okay, so I know I got smashing and bashing. It doesn't matter if I don't kill the rest of your stuff. My next unit gets to fight. It, it's by far one of the funnest things in the book. And and, and explain it so because you always sit down. Have you ever played Iron Jaws before? No. All right, bro. I move very fast. I hit very hard, and I'm in fucking three. And they go, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, you understand. I move very fast. <laughs> like, I'm showing like 18 inches. This one's 30 inches. Like, this is my range. And it's it's fun watching people figure it out. And, I, and then you go, oh, and by the way, if I kill one of your units, another one of my units get a fight before you get a fight. And oh, and oh, and then with the you strike last thing, it's like, nah, uh, check this out. I killed that, and now I get a fight over here. Well, if anyone's listened to any of my streams in the past, um, one of my one of my mates and a guy who I play often, Austin, um, he he always jokes with me. It's not even a joke, actually. It's gotten to a point where he does actually live rent free in my head. Uh, mm. Specifically, the mega boss with with destroyer, like that that fight on death lives in my head, and it's like number one priority. And as you mentioned, that hero, cool, he's a great trade piece because I can kill it. I've ignored the piggies and the more crusher. Yes, if I don't ignore him, he is going to punch me in the face. If I then kill him in combat, he's going to punch me in the face again. Um, so like damned if you do damned, if you don't yeah, run free, that that's, that's a good word for it. He is, that is one of my new favorite models and he has destroyer and I just smile. It's great. It's so much fun. Uh, smash and bash it. You got me there, man. That's so good. It, it, I, it'd be funny if they went to like a, hey, you can buy abilities like for 50 points, your army can have smash and bash it. For this, you can have this, like do like a mega game and just throw in like everything. It'd be so much fun to come up with silly, silly armies. With smash and bash, uh, I agree, by the way, like, like I'll, I'll, I'll nomad feast master myself and I'll make my own battle tome where it's like <laughs> sons of Gorkamorka and like, I'll, I'll just basically bring that allegiance ability into my sons. But what, what I wanted to call out here and just get your thoughts on is with smashing and bashing, do you find that you are sending your armies in, I guess, piecemeal? So when you charge, right, are you setting up one charge? Are you charging at the same time with multiple units so you trigger the smash and bash? Are you sending in your whole army at once? Um, is it is that enough to be able to set up multiple combats or is it just a nice to have if you find yourself in that situation? You're almost always, I'm almost always sending in at least two units. It's always at least two um sometimes those two units are attacking multiple units at the same time so maybe three to four units at the same time um rare do do i see like i'm gonna send three to four things in at once like fasten my mall crusher move him 10 these three units go forward 18 charging with everything because if that happens the game's over already anyway if i'm committing that much he doesn't have the right army or she doesn't have the right army to play against me and i'm it's just not gonna be fun for that person. Um, I've noticed it's two usually. You throw in two, this unit deals with this, this unit deals with this. Okay, we roll off, or it's your turn because I went top, you know. And here's the two things you get to pick. There's several armies out there that can effectively have screens, Skaven, you know, Zeech, um, um, Soul Blight, they can have screens and hide their good stuff behind it. When that happens, almost always here's you know, three pigs, maybe two, they'll be the ones that are buffed up. I'll kill all your screens. You kill all that stuff, but I still have my four main pieces now to deal with the rest of your army. So it's, do they have screens? Do they not have screens? Stupid treeman. 
Silva, now, oh, man, they hurt. They come in and they just pick up your whole unit and then they leave. They're so, they eat all your food and they leave the party. Like, who invited them? I didn't invite them. I didn't ask for them to show up and they still ate all my cake. It's it's crap. I'll tell you what, they're the worst. That, games suck. I, okay. Okay. <laughs> Couple of things. First, yes, I love it because, uh, especially with bounty hunters, right? You can uh, remove those screens relatively easily, even if it's like you know uh, a unit of twenty or forty zombies. You should be able to clear it pretty well, especially with bounty hunters. But two, I agree with you having going two for one because you'd guarantee yourself two fights at the same time um, can help pull down that major hero, that buff kind of elite troops, um, pull down that big block of troops that might be holding an objective or have multiple combats and knowing that you don't uh, get, you know, they're not going to fight against you until you get two combats. The other thing I love about as well is even if you go into a monster, if they were to roar at you, well, guess what? They've only roared at one of your units. You've still got a unit you can buff up all out attack or whatever, whatever you might have and um, go in there as well. So you can kind of get around with those multiple, you know, monstrous rampages. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's just a lot more. And like you said, two for one, it's like, I'm going to swing with two things. You're going to swing with one more than likely something I'm going to kill of yours. So you're only going to kill one or two pigs back. If you're playing it right, you know, hundred percent smash and bash and for the win. What, what, while you raised it, um, Sylvaneth, how are you handling them so far? Have you found any tricks yet? I've, I've, I've had some good success for, so far. I'm two from two with um, against Sylvaneth. Never lost to him. What's the secret as an Angels player to defeat Sylvaneth? They're gonna smash one of your units. One of your units is gonna die. They'll they'll kill the six man pig. The six man pig. They're gonna kill one of the two six man pigs. They're dead. It's just dead. There's there's. It, it depends. I I I guess I'm being negative. Um. If they take in the scythe tree things and six of them, your six million pigs is dead outside of him rolling something god awful. There's you're just not gonna beat that. But now I go 18 inches across the board or 30 inches and I kill your six man squad. So what I noticed with Sylvaneth is they'll have two to three hardy, hardy hitting things that are just as good as pigs, just as good as the most destructive thing out there. But if you kill one of them, now they have two. If you kill two of them, now they got one. And the problem with that army, in my opinion, is they're even less board control than most armies because they're doing this dancing around thing, purposely trying to stay away from you, which means they're off of objectives. And your army is just walking on the objectives and killing my army, I guess, because I can reach out and get them, is walking on objectives and killing their units. Um, it is scary. And one bad roll and you're going to lose that game. The, the games I played, um, I, I would be willing to say, sure, maybe dice were in my favor. He had a nine-man block of these things at a specific tournament, and my big mall crusher walked up, and I just got lucky, and I killed seven of his scythe things. He ain't coming back from that, you know? The the one game on stream, um, round six, he punched my six-man group of pigs. They were gone. I went forward. He stomped, whatever, whatever. I got like we said, smash and bashing, walk forward, kill the rest of his scythe guys. Okay, well, now you're out one big block. You have Durthu, which, by the way, he is amazing. Or that model, because apparently you can have like five of them. That unit is ridiculously good. But it, I, I feel with them, if you can take out one threat at a time, it's kind of like when you fight against Suns. If you can kill one, one of these Gargants a turn, 
eventually you'll come around and the guardians are like well i'm gonna try to kill you every turn to kill one of your main squad so it's it's a hard balance they just don't have a screen any screen they take is not good enough to stop you from walking through it no the, the key i found as well is um strike and fade you got to be wholly within a particular terrain feature so it's either nine or twelve of like overgrown or their wildwoods so if you can draw the fight away from the wildwoods and yeah. extend them because if they're not wholly within they can't strike and fade then they're um they're, they've left just, their, their, their trees are in the out there in the wind you can smash them you just taught me something bro i didn't know that <laughs> I well, that, they just leave. I was like, all right. No, they're, they're, they're going to be wholly within a wow. terrain feature. So it's like wholly, I think it's uh, from memory, it's wholly within nine, but there's nine. an allegiance ability that allows you to do 12. But if you can draw the fight a little bit away from the trees, then um, they can't strike and fade. And they're not durable enough to be able to take your, your counter punch. They want to do as much damage as possible. So so look for it. It's hard, right? Because they can do three overgrown pieces. But... I'll be calling you before games. Hey, so what <laughs> That's all right. I, I message Caleb occasionally when I see him play. I'm like, do this. What's this? Watch out for Got Trek. It's in the. It's sitting there. Um, fav, favorite uh, mount uh, command trait. You've got. You've got a couple. Hawking brute is, is a, man. Mega bossy is going to be fun if somehow the choppers take over. I think Mega Bossy is going to be the way to go. When you need multiple things running down the field at the same time, I need my War Chainers walking right behind my Brutes. I need my my Mega Boss on foot walking down with that. I think Mega Bossy would be good in that situation. I took it um, in a turn before this one, and that's why, truth be told, my list never changed. I just resubmitted the same list. But in my head, I was like, I'm not playing that. I'm playing Hulky and Brute. I was like, I had to tell each opponent, okay, so this is what I actually have. Ignore that right there. Um, Hawking Brute, I feel, is better for the list I'm taking right now because solely of mortal wounds. I need to go forward. I need to do a two-up. I need to do mortal wounds to you. Do I stomp you and do more mortal wounds? And then I fight you. Um, Mighty Wog, I've literally, literally never taken it. Touched by the Wog, my boy B-Dog, I got a friend, man. He wants four with Maw Crusher. He has uh, Touched by the Wog. And he has Arcane Tome. And we have the uh, gnashing jaws. He runs forward, uh, mighty destroyers, goes for his 12, D3 mortal wounds you, cast gnashing jaws. It's awesome. But that's only a second mall crusher like list. And I'm just not a fan personally of two mall crushers. So there's a lot of gas and a lot of the command traits. A lot of them, there's a lot of gas. But I prefer Hulking Brute. I would, I would have thought you would have said Mega Bossy because it allows a general to issue Mighty Destroyers twice. Um, yes, that's CP hungry. And yes, you've got the Fungoid Cave Shaman to uh, generate you an extra CP on a four up. So I would imagine given that Mighty Destroyers is so good, you'd yeah. want to be able to issue it twice. So I've played it in three tournaments now total. And each time it's never, ever been advantageous to do it. It's always been, I need to send just these two things forward or these three things forward. It's never been a point where I just send five things forward. So I just, I realized like, ah, this isn't the one for me, but with the choppers or if I switch to brutes, you know, have some brutes in my army, I can see how it would probably come back and maybe I don't need the D3 mortal wounds. I need to get things up the table more. But like we were talking about, it's all about board control, not just controlling your end of the board, controlling the whole board. Because you're going to go after me. If I send everything in front of you, you can fight everything I have. I want to have like layers to, to fight you. 
What what about the artifacts? Armor of Gork, Destroyer, or uh, Boskua? Boskua. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Destroyer. Like I'm rereading Boskua at the moment. I'm like, <laughs> why? Why am I taking that? I, I I'm not gonna lie. Uh, uh, so Destroyer is the bomb, bro. So you put for me, I, I put Destroyer on you know the Mega Boss on foot, and it just makes it a huge threat just in the middle of the board, holding this one weapon, smiling at you like, please come near me. I've started to put armor on my my Mega Boss. It, it lowers my movement by two, and I can't run. But it gives me six of board save and plus one to hit. The reason I think I'm starting to like that one a little bit, right? I, I still want to keep playing. You mentioned it before. My army is very command point heavy. And a lot of times, like, all right, do I want to plus one to hit or not? You know, if I'm fighting a monster, I'm obviously I'm probably going to end up Titanic dueling the monster or roaring at it. If I duel it, now my mount is plus one to hit. The armor only makes your guy plus one to hit. But he's still three damage a piece if he's buffed up. He has seven attacks and it, and it grows as he goes. Um, hitting on twos is just amazing. And that six up board save takes you from 18 wounds to mathematically 21 wounds. And as you gain wounds, it even more from there. The six up board is just fun. It, it's something like people, it's not that they're hesitant to like attack you, but you can tell in their head, like, all right, he also has a six up board, three up save. Ah, do we attack that or the pigs? It makes them think about it. Minus two to movement is never an issue because you're movement 30 if you have to be with Fasten. You're movement 20 with Mighty Destroyers. It's like, all right, I'm good. Like, I don't need to be 12-inch move. So I like Destroyer on the little guy, and I like Armor of Gork a lot on the big guy right now. But like we said, you got to keep playing, and who knows when a new book comes out, and you're like, oh, this is terrible now. I need to be 12-inch movement. I don't think so. I love Harvard's nah. good. No, I, I agree. Yeah. It, with the board, if we were in the old uh, edition where the board was more of the six by four, yeah, you'd probably feel the movement a little bit harder, but because it's gotten a bit smaller um, and you've got so much movement shenanigans in your army, the minus two is not so bad. Um, yeah. And, you know, th th there might be a reason you take Warlord to get a second artifact. And I think you've got good internal artifacts, let alone what you tap into with the, uh, the universal uh, artifact choices. Yeah, yeah, and I do take a, I do take Warlord. We get us a second artifact in all of my games. It, uh, it was fun being a two drop and like dictating who goes first and second. I, I in my heart, it's a lot easier to play the game when my opponent goes, "You're gonna go first. I go, "All right, I'll go first." <laughs> like I have to choose. Cool. It's like when your wife asks you, "Hey, what do you want to eat for dinner?" And you go, "I don't know, babe. What do you think?" And they go, "Chick fil A." We're getting Chick fil A. I broke the code, man. Don't you just ask them, out. "What do they think?" Don't call me out. <laughs> I just tell my wife what we're having because I've got, got to a point where I know that she's not helping. Um, <laughs> she's not contributing. Uh, what was I going to say? I've completely, completely sighed. No, 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 it's good. No, you're completely... Oh, that's what I was going to ask you about with um with with going first, going second, right? Mm -hmm. Do you find a lot... You just reminded me. Do you find a lot of people give you first um because you've always got the threat right you've got the threat of getting into me before you i get to put my buffs and my debuffs and and all those things right um at the same time i'm obviously also worried about you double turning me so what do you find the average person does to a iron jaws player most of the time they're going to give you first turn they're gonna let you get objectives they're gonna uh, dictate um with proving grounds they're gonna uh, mess with the board and especially some of the missions when they can really dictate the board um they'll let you go first they'll, they'll take the risk of how many units am i going to send forward to fight them um 
But uh, the trick is I don't move a lot forward. If I can't go in and get a really juicy hit, a lot of times I don't move forward. I I walk up to objectives. I go click, click, and I go, okay, your turn. And I, I just maintain my distance from them. So if they're going to charge me, they're going to have to commit to hoping they get that back-to-back -back turn. So they're going to have to move and move and hope they get back-to-back. -back. It's like, I'll let you do it because I'm 18-inch movement. I'm good. Like, I'm just going to touch objectives and say your turn. You know, it, it never – the truth is it never matters if I go first or second. It's like, okay. Like, you just play an army where you can smile. And I wanted to draw that out because as people are constructing their list, whether they go battle regiment, they go warlord, they go some other type of combination – you're right. Your type of army doesn't really care about going first, going second. So why take battle regiment when it doesn't really mean a lot to you? Um, you could be better off getting an extra artifact, some extra spells, uh, extra command points, um, whatever you might need. I think that that's what I want to draw out of you. And yeah. there's a lot of power not having to worry about who goes first, going second, yeah. you know, because unless you're one drop, there's no way to guarantee it. And a lot of people are taking bounty hunters or expert conquerors. So you're at minimum three drops there. Yeah. And regardless, you're like, cool. Well, I think the key though, is not overextending yourself. Like, yes. yeah, you get the first turn just because I can move 12. Doesn't mean I take 12. I get onto the objective, score one, two more, score my battle tactic. Mm -hmm. Um, try to stay out of range of my opponent normally their shooting might be you know 18 their yeah. spell ranges are 18 so don't give them anything for free but start scoring early and then the pressure is already on because you're yes. up five and yeah. they've now got to start taking objectives off you and if they don't win the double turn Third. then you're Third. then you're in range you're about to punch them in the face walk turn walk turn is <laughs> what happens you'll get that walk turn check this out Question from the chat from Jeremiah. I like this one because I actually played at a tournament recently where they've said no book grand strategies or battle tactics. And I actually didn't mind it. I didn't actually mind playing purely what was in the battle plan. Um, do you have a recommendation for Jeremiah with book grand strategies not being allowed? Do you have one from the general's handbook that you might draw from? Um, I, I personally like getting in the deployment zone. Um, killing all their, uh, all their battle line is a great one. You know, you're already you're already playing plus one damage to all their battle line if they have GVs. So you're just you're gonna run through their battle line. Your army's built to deal with their battle line. Think if they if you're playing against a person who's putting their characters and their elite units in front of their battle line, I've already won the game. I'm running three. Cool. Put your stuff in front of your battle line. Watch this. It's gonna be really, really funny. And then I'll fight my elite army versus your little battle line people that you decide not to put in the front. So I like battle line. Um the four corners thing isn't hard at all for pigs to do. Um, one pig in the middle of the board has all four, one pig, you know, controlling the top two, one pig on the bottom two, you have all four. That's an easy one to do. Um, I, I like those, but I really, I really like killing the other person's battle line. And I actually think they should get rid of every book tactic and all of it. Like it's, if the goal of the game is to not make it fair, cause fair is a dumb word, but to try to balance it out. There's some armies that just have the dumbest stuff. You know, like uh, the, the the fire slayers, the one that every single person takes. I just got this thing on the board at the end of the game and you can't turn it off. Like, what yeah, is and, this? Yeah, there's, there's like three factions that have a priest that is going to pull down your endless, your, your, your invocation. Um, and, you know, Elliot in the chat saying as well, killing all battle line lets you double dip with some of the battle tactics, the book tactics, and uh, assuming that the book tactics are being used. But yep. there's a lot of internal synergy between what you want to do and the grand strategies and the battle tactics, regardless if you are using the GVH only 
or if you're using uh, a combination of GBH and Battle Tome. And think about it: if you're killing their battle line or their uh, their their GVs, they're not getting your deployment zone. They're not getting the plus three for that turn. They're not killing one of your stuff to control approving grounds. They're all dead. You're reducing the amount of battle tactics they get to do. Like, it's fun. Speaking of fun, here is your Nova list. Um, so because you use the AOS app, it doesn't give me half the information. Uh, what do you everybody, mean? everybody stop using the AOS app. Please use the War Scroll Builder. Um, it is the superior list creator out there, unless you're using pen and paper. Uh, but so your list. So you've gone uh, Bloodtooth, No Place for the Week, uh, Inspired as the Triumph. You've got your War Chanter. You've got a Fungoid Cave Shaman, which is an ally. Um, you've got the Mega Boss on More Crusher, who's the General. Mega Bossy, uh, the Chopper and Riptooth Fist with the Armor of Gork and Fasten. Mm. You've also got yourself a War Chanter. By the way, yes, the ally should be the Fungoid Cave Shaman. Don't at me. Uh, that's a typing error. You've got, you got a, a, mega, a, a mega boss with Destroyer. You've mm -hmm. got six piggies, six piggies, three piggies, three piggies. Absolutely. Um, how many points is this? Is, this is 1965. 1965. Was it two, four, six, like nine drops or something? Nine drops. Mm -hmm. Cool. It, it's, um, it's straightforward. Uh, one of the war trainers is um, Fix and Beat. So uh, Hill D3. The other word channel was, uh, it's not get him beat. It's the one that's plus one to hit. I always forget the name of it. <laughs> Before you discuss, I want to call out Thomas here. Th Scooter was the first GT opponent. If you have, if you need to have your face smashed in, Scooter is the kindest killer. <laughs> I look forward to the net the Netflix documentary about you. Yes, it's good. It's, it's, you just smile while you kill people. Like, hey, man. Because the truth is, I love it just as equally on the reverse. When a unit a team tournament we we're playing, 20 witch elves walked up to my dude and was like, I'm Ren 4, and these are all uh, hit on twos, wound on twos. And I'm like, okay. I <laughs> just killed my unit. I'm like, this is so dope. Like, I equally love it when I get my face beating because that's the only way you learn is you do what? Okay, awesome. Okay. You know, it, I, I love your um, your humor and your look at the game. You know, it's easy to get too serious. I never forget um, the tournament that I just played at like two weeks ago. I, my first game was against a guy called Jaron, and um, he was playing Skaven, and it was all um, all Scryer. Like it was just like warp lightning cannons and yeah. rattling guns, and he's just like, listen. Either I'm going to die really quickly or you're going to die really quickly. We don't know how this is going to go. I roll a lot of ones. Let's see how this goes. And oh. it was one of the most, it was the funnest game because like it's on a knife edge and, you know, we're laughing the whole way. But this is not the Skaven show. It's the Iron Joe show. Yep. How does this list work? What's the synergies? How does it combine together? What's it do? And why did you chose what you chose? So the main synergy of the army uh, for me is controlling the battlefield as much as possible. Having the ability to reach out and kill what I need to kill. We always talk like shooting armies. Can your shooting army kill what it needs to kill every turn? Well, I'm only 18 inches. So the answer to that is no, it can't. So why are you taking it? Right. But if you're 36 inches, you can touch anything. Well, this army, it's 18 inches of movement. Um, the mega boss is 30 inches. Uh, I can run down the field as fast as possible and deal with units if I have to. I can also just stand in objectives and smile at you while you try to figure out where to go. Right. It's fun to play a combat army like this, play an an army of of iron jaws or orcs right and to play them tactfully and watch people go oh you didn't move forward no i, I didn't move forward um you'd kill me if i move forward so i'm gonna sit over here and wait for you to come towards me 
Um, the synergies, like Phone Cave Shaman is literally there just to generate a command point. If you get a Mystic Shield, awesome. He also doesn't die to Karos Fate Weaver, by the way. He's better than him. Um, the the Orc Mega Boss is the bomb because it controls the center of your army. If they also have an Alpha Striking army, it's like, yeah, come on down. This guy's right here. If you decide to kill him, he's going to probably kill or at least do half damage to whatever charged me. Um, and then obviously you have the three major threats, the two blocks of six pigs and the big mega boss. So I have big hammers and all of them can, can pretty well take a hit it is why I chose this type of army. And to be to tell you the truth, it's the only army I play. <laughs> can, can I just first call out a couple of things? Um, yeah. one, one as an opponent, right? You and I play, you know, you and I meet at Nova and this is the list that I fight. When I look at this list, it's like, how on earth do I, how do I dismantle this list? I'm a very counter, a counterplay type army, right? And I want to, as you mentioned, like Sylvaneth, pull it down one at a time. Um, because if I go into everything all at the same time, nothing will die. I've got to reduce you. But do I go to the, the more crusher? Do I do the two units of six piggies? Do I go the unit of three because it's more manageable? And it's tough, right? Because if you go into one of them, the others are going to smash you in the face. Mm -hmm. So it's very hard to handle with so much movement in you. Um, the Fungoid Cave Shaman has a, a native as a four-up ward. Once per game, it can double cast a spell, which is really nice. Um, it, it's I love the Fungoid Cave Shaman in my gits, let alone in in Iron Jaws. Um, so some some cool stuff there. But talk. To, why did you do blocks of six piggies instead of like more more threes? Like because I, I find threes are good enough. Don't 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 more threes mean you've got more board presence and more threats. Oh man. In my opinion, no. Um a block of six pigs. If you kill my war trainers, I it's like keys to the game. Well, what army are you playing? Are you playing an army that can reach out and kill my stuff? You should be killing my war trainers. If you're killing my my six-man blocks of pigs with shooting or magic, I think you're doing it wrong. Kill my war trainers, now I can't buff them up. And then move on from there. Definitely deal with the six-man blocks of pigs if you can. But if I have a six-man block of pigs, I can charge one six-man into half of your army and do really well. Where three-man, I got to split and choose where my attacks are going to go. Because you're right. A three-man block of pigs can walk up to almost any unit and deal with that one unit. But it's only dealing with one. Where a block of six can really go up and disrupt your whole thing. And I have a good chance of being alive even after your turn. After you take your turn, that six-man block might still be there, but the three-man won't. So I hit you with a block of six, you take your turn, and here comes another block of six and a mall crusher. Your army's dead. If I take a bunch of threes, yeah, I can go in and hit, 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 but with smash and bashing, there's no guarantee that that next three-man block will be able to swing. With a six-man block, oh, it's guaranteed. Another block's going to swing in a second. You know, so that's why I, I like the tunes of six. My friend I mentioned before, Brian, was the one who convinced me to actually do two blocks of three. For the longest time, I was just doing six, six, six. I was like, let's go. The devil's numbers, horns. Let's do it. I was like, all right, now nah, let, let's do two blocks of the, <laughs> let's do two blocks of threes and get them in. You know, it, it, it's evolved. It, it's definitely evolved. I just, the punching power is what I like and the really resilient. One command point, I'm staying if I have one pig left. Then I'm rallying them all. 
I was literally about to say that the most demor- one of the most demoralizing things that can happen, oh, yeah. other, other than what I did to that storm guy, that that Skaven guy, um, I apologize. I rolled a six on one drag. I unit two dragons, and I rolled a six on one of them. So I Ooh. brought back nine wounds, and like Ooh. the poor guy, and I had one dragon left on one wound, and like if he did that one wound, it's gone. But I ra- I rallied, so I brought back a model. But outside of that, like being able to roll a, a dice, especially some of the battle plans where the rally goes from a six to a five which is um, insane is insane for a block of six because yes. then you can bring back one two for every cp and as you mentioned that fungoid cave shaman is generating you an extra cp uh on a four up every turn so you have ample to handle uh mighty destroyer all that attack re-rolling charges you've got you've got enough cp for yourself and, and remember i can use one command point and do that to my six man block my six man block and a three man block at the same time and i've done that to people just bringing pigs back. It's hilarious. Yeah, and you can do multiple rallies as well, like with yep. the the multi one. Um, it's so good. It's so good. The the one thing that I've really appreciated playing my mate Austin is how well that mega boss trades up. So that foot hundred and forty point hero, um, he will he he is such a great trade piece that he'll kill 200, 300 points, easy, um, or distract that damage from killing your your six piggies. That's what I noticed the most is the distraction. The I'm gonna sit over here, and they're like, "Oh, I gotta go deal with that." And you're like, "Okay," like because he's gonna be on an objective or moving towards you. Oh, he is. And with destroyer, I'm a pop destroyer. You charge them. We'll see what happens. It's like let's have fun. I I love him. I I think, I think he's the new. He's like the secret sauce because he holds your backline. Because for so long, like the pigs ran forward and I control up there, but now I'm controlling my backline too. It's not just a war channel. Not that they can't fight, but. You know, he's, he's he's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's actually a really good shout, actually, because you don't need him to be charging up the board. It could be a, a backfield defender, right? Mm-hmm. If you played a, the Nidus path or whatever and people are teleporting around the board, cool, I've still got uh, my mega boss. And for most things that are teleporting around the board, they're relatively squishy. The mega boss will handle it. So. Yeah. For 140 points, it's a bit of a no-brainer. I absolutely would take it. I think you you raise a good point around Gore Grunters having units of six and having a couple of threats because if you have units of three, yes, you'll have more combats, but your buffs won't go as far, your no, rallies yeah. won't go as far, your um, your threats are much easier to handle. I would personally would much rather handle units of three than units of sixes. Yeah. Um, yeah, you and as you... It's a lot. Yeah, and it means when you go into a combat, you're able to, you know, really lift something when you pull down the wire, especially with a unit of six. I imagine coherency doesn't really cause an issue for you and um, getting your attacks in. No, you do it. It's it's all the base size because you have like the CAD programs that shows you like, oh, this is how many can get in. And like back in the old fantasy days, we're like, oh, I direct hit. So I hit 25. You just know what you hit. Like with this, it's like I can get six in like everything within an inch of each other. Get six in as long as nothing's around it or there's no obstacles Uh, or it's like I just can't get one in. I can only get my two inch range like you can really like figure it out. Six, six is a good number you're right though like there are situations where the six is like well that's two people not fighting maybe three would have been better in this situation you know it's it's all situational but that's half of this game you have terrain you have dice manipulation you have people running away redeploying there's lots of different things people can do or even running one guy ran at me and it limited the amount i got in i was like oh that's pretty good dude i didn't i didn't see that coming he bottlenecked me i liked it what is the more crusher bringing to the table because 
I actually haven't played a more crusher for a while. It seems like people have dropped it for more foot troop heroes or uh, more bodies, whether it is those brutal ard boys or another unit of pigs. Um, you, the, the more crusher can do multiple com. You can use a CP on multiple units, but yep. what 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 else is it bringing to the table? Um, fear, um, pure. It's 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 awesome because you're playing toy soldiers. And watching people afraid of a toy soldier is funny. Yeah, he's really good in this game. He is, but his one model, just feed him chaff. You know, if you feed him chaff, though, his wounds will go up and his attacks will go up. Um, the the For me, it's the ability to reach out and get some. It's what I was talking about with, like, a shooting army. I, I have this super awesome model that can almost kill, right? There's a handful of things that it can't kill in one turn. Could almost kill anything in the game in one turn. And he goes 30 inches. It's like, where are you hiding? You're going to hide in that corner over there? Because I'm going to go to that corner over there and kill you. And a lot of times what I do with him is I use him as the three-man pig squad. How most people take the three-man pigs and they run up a corner and deal with something small. Now I'll take my mall crush and I'll go over there. And now all of a sudden I have 19 wounds and I have eight attacks. And then on my turn two, I have 20 wounds and I have nine attacks. And by turn three, I have 21 wounds and 10. And now I'm fighting your big thing. And I'm all souped up and I have everything I need. So a lot of times it's a lot of board control, plus that 18-inch bubble of just command points, rallying three things, all at defense on three things, all at attack on three things. It's it's way too worth its points. So then follow-up question is why don't you have two crushers? Two crushers, you limit the amount of wounds you actually have, and you drastically limit the amount of board control. If you take two crushers, just like with your gargants, the best way to run them is in tandem, sitting next to each other, running down, fighting things. It's not that they can't split up, but if you split up, you've now split your army. And so can, I'm going to focus on this small crusher. While that one can only kill one unit, now I'm going to turn around and focus on that one. Or if I have six pigs, my six pigs can walk up and tangle up three of your units in one turn. Or a mall crusher, two, but never three. What about your war chanters? I, I don't know if that was a copy oh. and paste error from me, but I noticed that you haven't got your your beats uh, fixed. So you've got your fix and beat, your get and beat, and the killer beat. You know, you um, said the app. Yeah, the app doesn't. It doesn't transfer over. Same with you. So I have to tell each opponent what I have on each of them every game. So of the three, um, what do you think? Like, what's priority? What's first, second, third Excellent. when it comes to your list? So fix and beat for Excellent. the uh, what is that? You can heal D three wounds. D3. To any ally, to any friendly model. So in a team tournament, I like team tournaments, full disclosure. So, oh, is that a big old giant? I'm going to heal you D3. Let's go. Keep going, buddy. Keep moving up. It's really good. And, and truth be told, I'm torn on both. I'm really having a lot of fun. Um, my first opponent I played at Nova, uh, a guy named Scott, he goes, yeah, you can do that in my turn. I go, what'd you say? He goes, yeah, you can do that in my turn. I go, I can plus one hit you on your turn? Yeah, it says at the start of combat. I go. Get the hell out of here. This is awesome. And as we were talking about, I run my war chainers up. I go for it. They, they Because I need plus one damage on turn two. So on their turn, I'm I'm plus one damage you, or plus one hit you. Let's go. So that one is very good. But 3d6 charge is disgusting. That's the I mean, get and beat. Yeah, that is disgusting. Like... Uh, it, it's it's hard to pick the other two. I, I will say I do like fix them better than both the other ones just because it it, it's the only way of healing, you know, and my bravery is low. So it's like I'm not relying on me to roll under an eight. You know, it's like I've rolled nines and tens all day and just laugh while my guy doesn't heal himself. 
So it's just another way to heal yourself, to get yourself out of a bracket so you can keep moving and keep doing what you have to do. You can't use get em beat on Mighty Destroyers because get em beat is only at the start of your charge phase. Um, yeah, there's no way yeah. around that. Um, yeah. It's interesting, actually, you, you mentioned that because fix and beat and get em beat, it says the start of your hero phase or your charge phase. But yeah, as I reread killer beat, killer mm -hmm. beat is at the, ch the combat phase. Yep. So it doesn't say your combat phase it says the combat phase yep. so um that's a good good little pickup if um people haven't noticed that and that goes into the community it, it, my opponent literally said why don't you do it in my turn i go what do you mean because it says you can do it in your turn i look at him like bro like that's what i love about the community people like bill souza i could talk about him all day he's like scooter you don't hit on fours i go what he goes you hit on threes i go no i hit on fours and threes if i charge you and he smiles this big grin he goes that was the old war scroll let's go what are you talking about? I was playing for like four tournaments, the old stuff. And he's like, yeah, bro, that's not what that, like your opponent will literally tell you how your army is better in AOS. Like, so, sometimes we had those biases though. Like I was talking to Daniel from the storm keep and like, I've been running judicators who, um, who do exploding hits. So when you hit, you get a second hit and most, most model in the game that does that it's exploding sixes mm -hmm. and Daniel's like, dude it's exploding hits and i'm like nah man because of my my bias my tunnel vision is just like no 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 it's exploding everything exploding sixes and he's like no go check the wall scroll and i reread it and i'm like holy shit this i can hit insane. on i can hit on twos and i can explode into two hits on twos like yeah, i, I don't right. play against those sign those, me up phew, so much so much damage Speaking of 3D6 charges, Andrew asked a really good question, and that is our mate Kragnos. Um, thoughts on Craggy in Blood Tooths? Because he does bring the 3D6 and obviously other yeah. things, but he is 700 points of goodness. Do you yeah. think there is space for him? In a fun game, sure, but not in a, in a three-round RTT, a thousand percent, I would go take him and have fun because it's just an RTT. But if I'm away from my house away from my dogs away from my stuff for multiple days i want to go to try to win so i'm not going to take that's way too many points i'd have to i'd have to take out a mall crusher and a unit of three pigs just to put them in and it's like uh, then i lose the 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 all the defense on three things i lose the rally on three things i lose redeploy on three things like the mall crusher is 100 the linchpin in my opinion of the blood tooth army not choppers but blood tooths, he's a linchpin. He's the thing that makes you fly all over the place. That's why I think if they were to increase his points, I wouldn't be shocked. They're like, yeah, 500 points. All right. You know, bring him up the extra 20. You know, I, I can see that happening, but he is, he's too good. And to take Kragnos in a thing, it, it's, there's really no point. Your pigs are already so fast. Why? Like, do you want 3d6 charge or do you want 18 inch movement? I want 18 inch movement. I don't want 3d6 charge. So. Yeah, I I don't think you need it. Mm -hmm. If you were like I play Craggy with my gits, and I need that hero that could do lots of damage. The three D six charge is really helpful with some of my combinations. But I, I played it with my sons, and it was great. But I don't need it. And mm -hmm. the minute the Cronspine came out, I dropped Crag Craggy for the Cronspine because the Cronspine just worked better to be able to give my double gate breakers all out attack where I wouldn't be able to normally get multiple um, all out attacks. So I, I probably agree with you that it's it's a big points investment for things that you don't already need. Like if you run, if you run maybe Bigwa, maybe. maybe. 
Maybe, maybe be big one, but, but not in angels. I think his place is Beast Claw Raiders. The extra three d six for all of the the ogres going forward because they get impact it's based off their charge. Yes, that that's where it's at. But is he better than two Frost Lords on Stonehorns, which is really what you're trading for? And that's what you're trading for, right? So I think that's where, if you're looking at a 700-point god model, Alariel pays for herself because she um, she can summon on a unit. Marathi pays for herself because of the double double shooting or the double attacking in the hero phase, plus the uh, the only, you know, she can soak up so much damage. So much. But does the does Craggy on seven hundred points for a three d six charge some damage for eighteen wounds? I, I played him in an RTT last week or the week before that. He never died, and he did so much damage. He was awesome. Oh, like the, it, like you were saying, I played um um Sons with Kragnos. It was awesome, but I I feel like you lose in Iron Jaws too much to take him. So that's not for me. I mentioned the incarnate. Have you mm -hmm. thought about the incarnate, or <laughs> what, what? What do you? What do you gain, and what do you lose from the incarnate in Iron Jaws? You, because I'm looking. I'm looking at your list, and an incarnate is almost the same price as six piggies. Now, obviously, it's not a, a pure trade. All right. All right, internet prepared to be mad at me. All right, here comes the mic drop. All right, the incarnate is shit. It is a, it is the best utility utility piece in the game, minus Marathi. All right, minus Marathi, he is the best. If you know you're playing against monsters all day, it's the greatest model in the game. I've played against the incarnate so many times now. It does either five wounds. Or 24 wounds. It is never one or the other. And if you have Purple Sun, it is an amazing model. It is not for Iron Jaws, in my opinion. If you're taking it, I don't know why. Your piggies will do more damage. Your piggies are more resilient. Your piggies move faster and move harder. Like, yeah, your piggies can die in one turn, and this thing can't. But if anything can kill your piggies in one turn, it's going to eventually kill this. So I'd rather take the utility, the amount of attacks, the amount of damage, the amount of board control. I'd rather take that over the incarnate. Now, in certain armies, the incarnate is a must. Like in Zeech, thousand percent. I've seen some night hunt lists with it in it. Whew, it is gross. Stopping people from being able to to leave combat is an amazing ability. But but you got to watch out because you know Scarlet Doom, which is all about doing mortal wounds on the charge. If you mm -hmm. can't retreat in charge, which is a night hunt ability, then you're you're gonna hamstring yourself. You gotta be very cagey. <laughs> I was watching people with the incarnate, and the, everyone around it like stayed away from it so that they could leave and charge. And I was like, this is dope. It reminds me of the 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 uh, got the got trek bubble. Like everyone knew yeah. to kind of keep this eighteen inch bubble away. But as you look at your list, I kind of like I wanted you to really explain what you're thinking, right? Because for four hundred points, it is either you drop your assuming your list didn't change, you mm -hmm. drop the mega boss on more crusher with similar value, or you drop the the gore grunter unit of six similar value. Now, there's an argument where I could say, well, what if I run up those two units of six piggies? I drop, I don't know, I drop I drop enough points for 400, mm -hmm. and I have this combat threat. I can do all-out attack for multiple things. Mm -hmm. It could be eating endless spells, which is something that you're not very good at with, um, with good. unbinding. Um, and it brings some, some flexibility and variety to your list. Well, cool. 
It would, and I would definitely bound it to the mall crusher. That way, it doesn't go crazy. I would all I would have to do on my list is drop six pigs because I'm down thirty five points, and now I'd be down five. What or is it? Is incarnate four hundred or four ten? Four hundred. If it's four hundred, I just drop six pigs, and I can throw it right in the list. Uh, and it might be a thing to take. It's just so swingy is my problem. It's so swingy. Like I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. No, it's, it's it's fine. Like I think I think it has to go up in points eventually. I just wanted your thoughts on. Yeah, oh, it's gonna. You know, it's games it has to go up. Like, it has to be up. like five hundred, man. It has to be four fifty at least. I also think they're gonna throw in more incarnates, right? More more of these oh. models. So it's like, is this one gonna be the be all end all, or is the next one gonna be good? Well, so. no, because it's 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 the it's the incarnate of Gur from Cronspine. It's, it's a Cronspine, and Cronspine is a region of Gur. And as we've been moving through the maps, we're obviously in Galette, um, or Galay, where yeah. as we move through through Gur, the Winds of Magic uh, is creating more Cronspine, so or incarnate. So yeah, I'm curious what's going to come out with. Yeah, I would not be surprised if there's more of them in Gur, let alone from the other, you know, Gairan and and Akshi yeah. and things like that. Not my favorite model. I'll say it. my little brother loves it. Mm-mm. But it adds something to Zench. It adds something to um to, to fills big holes. Talk to me at deployment. Talk to me about how you look at your deployment. Do you deploy on the line? Yes, battle plans and opponents change. Like put that yeah. to the side. But do you deploy on the line? Do you deploy in a castle? Do you deploy on the flanks? Like how do your average synergies and and um, battle plans and how does it all kind of come together in your deployment? Um, War Channel is always three inches behind, right behind my 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 uh, piggies. So I'll make a little hole for them. They go right in between them to stay. I make sure the 15-inch bubble for all of them can touch whoever need to touch. Um, my Maul Crusher will always be on the left or the right to touch the two six-man pigs and a three-man pig, depending on what side, how we deploy. Now that I'm so many drops, I can really see where they're going. It's tons of fun. Usually, always, like you were talking, the three-man squad to the right, the three-man squad to the left to go up and tag whatever I need to tag. Um, the two six-man blocks and the big, big little baby right in the middle of all of them. Like, come on down. There's my little war my little war boss on foot waiting for you to come towards me. Um, a lot of times I hide the uh, the the goblin, just put him behind something so no one can see him, just sit there and just try to get a four up every turn. Um, but yeah, usually it's very symmetrical, three, three, six, six. It's only the mall crusher, depending on where they go, depends on what side he swings to. I almost never hide them. Um, there's not a lot in the game that can come out and like grab them right away. So it's rare to hide them against dragons. Yeah, I don't want to take the chance of them rolling like a six, six, four, and him taking 2d6 plus d3 more wounds right away. I don't want to take the chance of that. So I probably deploy a little bit back against that. And, and like you said, based off what they're playing, okay, we're well, 20 inch range. Let me go over here. We're good. Um, yeah, it's, it's really always symmetrical because my battle plan usually doesn't change based off what you're playing. My plan is to touch objectives, to control the board, and to either move forward rapidly or to slowly progress my my movement. It, it all depends on the mission. So if I'm hearing you and I'm, I'm kind of visualizing it, you have your two big blocks of piggies in the center, give or mm-hmm. take, and a more crusher that kind of swings in the middle depending on, again, the battle plan and how your opponent's deployed. And that allows you to either swing to either flank, depending on where the battle happens, where there allows you to move forward as a bubble to collapse the castle or whatever you target that, that big piece. Um, and then your piggies on either side, the two units of three can either stay on the flanks and hold their own mm-hmm. or swing in 
um, to support wherever the battle might happen or swing backwards if there's like a, a backfield threat or something. Yeah. But that's approximately how you kind of deploy and how you start moving around the board. Almost every time. Yep. It, it seems to work out. Like there's armies, but I mean, we all know that. You, you talk about against this, what would you do against this? But then it's five hours later and we're all trying to go to bed. So. <laughs> Not me. Well, you're it's, not. It's, it's like, it's you're, you're like for me. I'm, I'm good. No, but like, and look, you know, breaking down battle plans, breaking down, you know, uh, enemies. It's obviously there's so much yeah. variance, even in in each faction. But that's a good visualization. You don't have to worry about castles. You've got the move. And I think, like my sons, I, I'm hearing a lot of commonality because I have movement to my advantage, so I can swing my force as, yes. as quick as possible. Um, I will, I will kind of always position myself. Um not in the middle, like I'm not always castling, but I'm almost having like one model on each of the, the I guess the, the 15 by 11 boxes yeah. so that if I need to go to the flank, I can move yes. and I can, I can block off deep striking from, from reserves or I can, I can castle up or I can expand. The swing is my favorite. Like, like we're talking about sending two things in, I'm going to go to the right and the rest of my army is going to swoop around to reinforce it back there. Now your army over here is just dead moving four to five inches. I'm going to deal with this. So it's, it, it's definitely good at that. Exactly. That sweeping around and taking a flank. We call it the toilet bowl. Just everyone's turning around each other like this, just hiding from each other. I call my gargant on the uh, the mega powers. So it's like uh, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. I always have two gargants always together, and they are my my tag team. And they go they go stomp um, yeah. across the realms. But eh, you've got the similar you got a similar kind of thing. You just yeah. do it a little bit better than me. Um, a couple of probably other burning questions I want to ask before I let you go to bed. I know it's getting a bit late over where you are. Um, endless spells. Endless sure. spells. Um, I know you don't have a lot of fat in this particular list, but just more broadly from Iron Jaws, are there ones that work better than others? Like, are you looking at I don't know, mortal wound damages? Are you looking for some debuffs? Are there any endless spells that kind of stand out to you at a faction level? Uh, for me, Gnashing Jaws is probably the one that I would like the most. It's like, because a lot of people hide their stuff. So if I can cast Gnashing Jaws, like if I was playing a, a casting army, go up forward, drop gnashing jaws, it teleports over your whole front line, I clip off one of your characters. That's that's the kind of spells that I like a lot. Um, there's a couple we're worried about. You know, anything that messes with our leadership is, is a problem now that we're only Bravery 6. But um, gnashing jaws is good. Purple Sun isn't one that I think I would use. One, the casting value is way too high, and I don't have, like, the pluses to cast. So I don't worry about that. When I think of Life Swarm is one I played for a while. Again, another way to heal yourself. But since they changed that spell, it's hard to justify using using Life Swarm since you can't double tap yourself the first turn. Um, but I like I I probably still still take uh, Life Swarm if I had the points for it if I worked it in. But I had to take something out. So yeah, I mean another another one that might be worthwhile. It's um, just thinking this one through is uh, Geminids. Uh, and the re and the reason is is because Geminids are uh, it will stop you from using commands until um, the combat phase. So what you could possibly do is it can stop a redeploy, so yeah. um, or an unleash hell. So um, that could be an option. Um, it also takes up some 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 of the table, yeah. And and Iron Jaws doesn't really deal with that much. It, I, I was thinking about like Big Wog and like the casting and what spells what spells would I want to do. And that's when I started thinking about like endless spells and. 
you know, bridge? Do I take that just to block off some of the table? You know, do I take purple sun to block off some of the table? But then I'm like, I want to go up there and smash you. I don't really want to stop you from coming my direction. I do like Geminids though. Jim, that's a, that's a good one. It, it's, it's, it's just an interesting one that could, I think people have overlooked it. I know I've been chatting to, I've got a team's tournament coming up in a, in a few weeks time. And I know we're talking about, you know, things like that. And Geminids, I think is a, a bit of a sleeper. Um, we, we all tend to agree. Um, What's it go off on? Six. Is it six? I think it's a six. That's not bad. It's 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 and it's relatively cheap. It's, I think it's like forty points or something. Mm -hmm. So if you could stop a redeploy and stop because you want to charge, right? And if you, um, depending on how the battle's going, things like that, you want to you want to land that charge. And obviously, especially blood tooths have a lot of triggers um, off the black of a successful charge and a, and a combat. Yeah. So, you know, we've all probably been in that situation where we failed the charge or that redeploy has made it out of charge range and, um, or you, you're not relying too much on the 3D6 uh, beat. Yeah. Yeah. The 3D6, uh, man, it is, it, for me, it's, it's do what you're good at. Right. And since iron shots aren't good at casting, I've kind of never even looked at it. In fact, my one casting, I'll roll under my hands and not tell people what to roll. I'm like, I only got one to spell it. What do I roll? I'll just play games with it because I only got one cast. Like, what am I going to do? I know when I've played Iron Jaws in the past as well, the, the great big green hand of Gork has oh. always scared me because, like, you could do the teleport and then Mighty Destroyer. Mm. Um, right always, in. Yeah, yeah. You can, because normally, like, outside of nine, that's quite tough. But now, you yeah. know, you could potentially land that charge. What What is it? It's a four inch move. So you do 12, you get an eight inch charge. So you need an eight re rollable. It's not, that's not. If you get your Maw Crusher up there to be able to give them that reroll, oh yeah, yeah. I, I like I, I did foot of Gork once. It went off uh, two or three times. That was fun, but getting it off was the hard part. I'm like, man, these spells cost a lot. Yeah, but but it does give you a bit of movement, especially late game as well. Um, this has been awesome. There's been a lot of kind of really good insights, and I, I know despite there being what less than ten War Scrolls. Um, yeah. There's not a lot of variety. Like it's so much tactical depth. And I think the key is not in the list, but it's always about how you execute and you use your tools. And I think um, we've talked a lot about, you know, when do you, when do you put the, your, your foot on the gas or put your foot on the pedal? And I think there's a, a real tempo with iron jaws that you need to learn um, yeah. because like gargants, I want to run forward. I want to run forward as quick as possible. And it feels like I want to be in combat as soon as possible. And I'll never forget some of my first tournaments. I would retreat my gargants a lot. And people would thought that was counterintuitive. Like, don't you want to be in combat? And I go, no, I want to be an objective. I, I want to be setting myself yeah. up for future turns. And yes. while you don't want to be retreating, I think there's a lot of value to think about when do I want to to prepare for the buffs to call down the war to set up those multiple charges to enjoy smash and bash? Um, who do I use mighty destroyer on? Am I always pulling it for the charge and the long bomb charge, or am I using it the movement shenanigans to set myself up for that eventual charge? Because once Iron Jaws um, hits, they with a good charge, you will delete what you need to delete. Well, you'll get close to it, and you're 100 right about that. Running, running back is huge. I'm gonna go back up now. I have my plus one damage in case I go again. And sometimes you move forward. Sometimes, like I can't let you advance. I need to stop you right there. The the maneuvering of, of Iron Jaws is definitely what makes them. What my the pigs, the the Gorg Runners, is what makes them 
good in my opinion being able to control as much as you can well even what you said as well about the blood tooth move about you know you kill the unit and then you can either charge again or move um most people who are seeing red will just want to charge again but actually actually making a move onto the objective and being able to rally actually might be the better option and i think yeah. that's where you're playing with the morp side not the gawk side yeah gawk, gawk wants to smash yeah. cunning but brutal not brutal right. cunning and there's there's like again what one do you want to pull i, I love the gods man it cracks me up i'm like okay it's all you know they're the same right no 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 they're different okay okay this is so cool games workshop that's what they do a good job the lore ooh, ooh, the lore is good they, they make up some good stuff what's your favorite iron jaws lore or what's your favorite destruction lore how about we do that oh, ogres by far the great maw by far it's the thought of like worshiping something that clearly is not supposed to be worshipped it's like you guys are so cute eating pots and pans they make me happy they're my people like oh we we started i started dark elves and i quickly moved to ogres i was like these guys are really cool like what are they about they're, they're the best and of course like gork and work we play goblins for the longest time so it's kind of like you, you just gotta love it you, you gotta love the pure chaos of it all it's, it's so cute it makes me happy i love when you read the law from the like the very like the when the age of sigma is very first coming out with the age of chaos mm -hmm. and the age of myth and you had gorkamorka and yimnog the the father of behemoth and they were like this ultimate tag team that would just destroy <laughs> destroy and fight and um they're just like absolute like again this goes back to my wrestling with the mega powers and that's kind of why i think um, who was I talking to? Someone was talking to me earlier about making their wrestlers, um, their Mega Gargans wrestlers. I'm like, so oh, make like one Hulk idea. Hogan, one make Randy Savage, one like Ric Flair. I can, uh, I can I'm, see all, it. I'm all in for that. And we, we went we went patriotic with ours just to have fun. I was like, this is gonna be so cool. Our, you should see our you should see our Kragnos. It is a declaration of independence, it's a shield. Like Caleb did such a good job. He converts everything. He's like, all right, what else are we gonna do? I was like, put him on Mount Rushmore. They're on Mount Rushmore. All right, awesome. What else can we do? I just want to go to a tournament in England with like patriotic like target army. Just say, what's up, guys? We got in the fed. That's our display board is the Boston Tea Party. I don't know if you know about it. I, I, yeah, I, I saw. I, I did see it. Caleb sent me photos. It reminds me of Noah, um, who just dressed up like in like America overalls when he went to the worlds, and this is like America in your face. Uh, you gotta have. I don't know. Day and age, everyone's so so damn serious. Like, all right, we're living. I can explain to you the odds of being alive. Why are you frowning? Like get on a jet ski and frown i'll pay you 50 bucks if you can ride a jet ski and frown like you sad just rent a jet ski you good like what you worried about i don't know i don't get it i don't get sadness uh it's not my thing <laughs> i'm always happy scooter one final question and True. i'll let you go to bed and that oh, i'll is... be up for hours we're good though we're good. <laughs> i can talk if... to you all day uh, and I, and you know I would I would but I have uh, disciples of Zinch videos to edit and upload. I've got a couple of hours left, so right, right, right. <laughs> what is the one model? If you could add one model to the faction or one type of um, unit to the game, what would you add to Iron Jaws? I think, I think I would add some type of infiltrating outstriking close combat maybe shooting like 
a mix between decent shooting and decent combat unit that can deploy out of a piece of terrain to give me some level tricky or off their backboard edge or something where I have my army, but I also want to have this unit that's just hiding in this corner and maybe I have to write it down ahead of time. I think that would be so much fun. A flying unit of pigs. That would be awesome. It, all right, look, hey, Mike Brandt, talk to your people. Get me flying pigs with big angelic wings. Don't give me some nasty, like, scaled wings. I want angelic, beautiful wings, flying pigs. Oh, that would be dreamy. But, you know, I, I just I, I thought about that actually a lot because I, I joke about only having so many choices. And I don't want a casting army because that's not what my army is. I don't want a caster. I don't necessarily need a shooter because that's not what my army is. But... It would be cool to have a unit that can infiltrate, that can outflank, that can deep strike, that's maybe a little bit of shooting, but more combat oriented. So I can jump on your backboard edge and grab something small. That would be kind of fun. I'll go for some low hanging fruit. No models required. Give me an unridden more crusher. Ooh. Give me a wild moor crusher. Just Oof. give me unridden. I was asking for it with Seraphon. Like, give me, give me dinosaurs without the dinosaurs. Like, give me a carnosaur that's feral. Give me a feral moor crusher that is a little bit like more like the incarnate, right? You know, it has maybe better mm. movement, but it has a lower bravery, and there's some type of predatory wild test because you know you got to roll above the bravery, or it does something, or it goes a bit wild, or All I right. don't know, like. It, a little bit destro in there. All right, we're talking. You ready? All right. Why don't I have a terrain piece? Give me, Caleb. We're not talking to you. Give me a a. <laughs> give me a terrain piece. All right. Hear me out. The witness me, like a drummer who's just beating his drum, beating his drum, and commanding units down the field. You're within thirty six inches. You guys plus one armor. You guys plus one bravery. Something like that. Like just something that's that's thematic and, and works with because obviously it's a combat army give me something combat -y, something that can increase that I'll, i mean i don't know my own terrain i can bring like hey you, you can put these terrain out i don't know you're giving me mad max vibes here like, mad got, max, like, like like you got mad max with like the drummer like yes because that's what they're all about you're, you're charging forward to fight before dinner time when my guy so most people who play me figure out quickly when you kill one of my units you didn't kill them they were tired and their wife called and they're hungry and they're going to eat. You didn't win. I decided to leave. So when you kill my mall crusher, you didn't kill him. He was sleepy. He left. Can I can I leave you with the story? Since I know Caleb's watching. Sure. Hey, Caleb, yeah, you, you remember my war chanter killed Karos Fate Weaver by himself? You remember that? Yeah, that happened. I killed Karos with a war chanter. That's all. It was good. It was really fun. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be good to get more units or something, but it's kind of hard because they're already so good. Like, what else do you give them? Like, it's kind of like what he's talking with Stormcast. 80 choices. Oh, it's too much at some point. But I, I would like, I would actually really like a train feature. That'd be kind of cool. Like, something else yeah. to play around with. Yeah, I know, I know when cities dropped at the same time as um, the War Clans book, the original War Clans book, I was surprised there was no terrain feature for Me either too. of us. I thought I thought they might bring back like a watchtower, like a garrisonable building where like the cities of Sigma <sighs> have like made a little fortification, like only like the old, I don't know if you remember the old Warhammer, um, it was called the watchtower. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, square, the square thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I thought they might re-release it because they just come off the back of re-releasing the, um, the, that big like... Uh, whatever that was the um yeah. 
yeah anyway scooter this has been awesome um i think you and i could just talk forever and luckily you're at lvo caleb tells me so we're gonna we're, hang going. Out. we're gonna talk and probably someone's gonna live stream us because we're gonna laugh our ass off that's yeah, well that's what we do I, I, they're gonna put a stream more i'm like no no more to stream <laughs> Are you on the socials at all? Like, if someone wanted to talk Iron Jaws with you, are you on like Facebook or are you somewhere? Um... I'm on Facebook, Nicholas Walters. Uh, um, I'm dashing. I have a I have a vest on with a blue shirt. I'm beautiful. You can't miss me. I don't think I have the beard. I might have the beard. Purple. It's I'm beautiful. But yeah, get me on there. Hit me up on that. Uh, in in terms of social media, nah. I'm honestly just busy. We're so busy, and and me and Caleb got some plans. So y'all be seeing soon. We got some stuff coming. But, you know, shouts out, shout outs for everything. But it, it truly is a pleasure. I, I really enjoy this kind of stuff. And I, I think my favorite part is, is honestly, like, the community itself is so different than fantasy was. Like, in old fantasy, you'd literally be like, hey, is this person nice? And it's like, no. And you're like, okay, this is going to suck. But now every game, no, that person's awesome. I'm like, no, this person's awesome. All right, let's just play. And when I lose, I'm like, I lost to an awesome person. Like, don't bother me at all. Like, this is so cool. Like, all right. And I think, I think that's a nice way to end this because you, you know, as Grumby's saying, love the energy, fun stream. And it is a game. I think ultimately yes. that we need to remember, you know, that our results don't mean that we're a bad player or a great player. If I happen to go two and three, you know what? That doesn't make me a crap player. It's just yeah. sometimes the dice aren't in our favor. Sometimes we get the bad matchup. You could have, you could, your army could be great against a certain faction, just the wrong battle plan on the wrong day. And it doesn't mean you're a better or worse player either way. And I think you have a great outlook on the game that we can just have fun. It's about meeting cool people. The outcome is the outcome. We can all have a laugh regardless of I win, you win. And it's those brilliant moments that we get as opposed to, I won and I scored five out of five battle tactics in my grand strategy. That's part of it, but it's also the journey along the way. So I tell everyone, like everyone wants to win. Um, but I've met one person who truly didn't care, but everyone comes to these things to win. And it's like, let's all win, but let's, I don't want you going away being mad. Like, what is that? Like, let's have fun, bro. Like it's going to be, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Scooter, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure. I'm going to talk to your brother in a couple of weeks time where we're going to preview the Zinch book. Uh, I'm sure he's going to have a whole bunch of return serves for you. Um, so <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like when people talk during games. If you want to play against Caleb guys, you just got to talk to him a lot. It tilts him off. It's great. Sorry, Caleb. It was a pleasure talking to you coach. I appreciate your <laughs> time. But... Thank you so much. Thank you, Scooter. Thank you for everyone who joined the live stream. Uh, again, thank you. A big shout out to the patrons and YouTube members who have got the uh, the new microphone. So brand new microphone. I hope you found some quality improvements. You still get my twangy Australian voice, but hopefully the improvement of that twanginess is landed in your ears. But um, thank you again. Uh, and here comes the outro. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for hanging around until the end. I hope you enjoyed that video and you walked away with a few new ideas. If you did, I would love it if you pressed like on the video, as well as left me a comment to let me know what your thoughts are. The conversation will continue over on Discord and the link is down below in the video description. I want to give a massive shout out as well to the AOS Coast Patreons and YouTube members who are going in and the funds are supporting the channel and the growth that you're seeing here. So cheers, you're all bloody legends. And until next time, don't roll a one on a redeploy.